RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On Saturday, December 21st, 1974, the St. Louis Cardinals faced the Minnesota Vikings at Metropolitan Stadium for the first round of the 1974 NFL playoffs. The Cardinals had a strong team for the first time in decades, going back all the way to the late 1940s when they were still in Chicago. This was due thanks to second-year coach and offensive innovator Don Coriel. Leveraging the talent of Terry Metcalf and Mel Gray, who totaled more than 1,800 yards from scrimmage in 1974, Coriel was later named Associated Press Coach of the Year. The Minnesota Vikings were coached by Bud Grant and were trying to make it back to the championship after losing Super Bowl VIII to Don Shula's Dolphins in 1973. This audio recording is from the radio broadcast featuring announcers Joe McConnell and Paul Hornung. Of course, the Vikings have lost three games here this year, but that is very unusual. They enjoy playing, uh, of course, if they win today, they'll play the NFC Championship game here. There's Joe Albert, who is strictly a kickoff man for the Cardinals, set to put it away. McClanahan and uh, McCullum are deep for the Vikings. All Moving away. forward is Albert, there's the kick. Line driver, deep, coming over to the near side, McCullum at the 7, to the 10, to the 15, to the 20, 25. Dancing away at the 30, slips and goes down right there on the near sideline. Trying to turn away, Jerry Hammond was down to make the stop for the big red of St. Louis. The referee today is Chuck Heberling. The umpire is Lou Palazzi. Head linesman, Burl Toller. The line judge, Red Passion. The back judge, Don Wedge. The field judge is Tony Scover. And the alternate is Bob Rice. A 23-yard kickoff return by sudden Sam McCullum, who had a brilliant game last week at Kansas City. Both ball clubs 10-4. and four. The Vikings won a midseason Monday night game at St. Louis. 28-24. They also defeated the Cardinals 14-10 in a preseason game. Wide to the left is Gilliam. Wide to the near side is Lyle. Ozzy and Foreman are running backs behind Fran Tarkington. Tarkington, the first play, hands off to Foreman. Breaks one tackle, cuts back in, but Stallings nails him at the 29-and-a-half. Left linebacker Larry Stallings. 6'1", 230 pounds in his fourth year from Georgia Tech. It's no gain. It's second down and a long 10. Uh, you're going to see a lot of slips today uh, looking at the field, the way they're running. They're kind of Balance will mean a great deal today, Joe, because uh, the field is not 100%. Of course, it's probably frozen and uh, not all the way frozen. Now, you can cut on I'm sure they're using cleats right now, but uh, you're going to see a lot of slips today. Gilliam wide to the near side. Rice splits wide to the far side left. Duke backfield behind Fran, second and ten. The bikes just shy of their own 30-yard line. Fran gives to Ozzy, slides to the left side, battles across the 35, out to the 37-yard line goes. Ten-year veteran Dave Osborne. Typical Ozzy run off the left side behind good blocking. Chuck Goodrum, Andy Marr on the left side, just zone blocking. And they really push that defensive right side of St. Louis back. It's going to bring up about third and three. Right linebacker Pete Barnes made the contact for St. Louis. A gain of six. It's third and four. The Vikes at their own 36-yard line. Ozzie picked up 514 yards, an average of four a pop during the regular season. While Foreman, who set out the final game at Kansas City in three periods of the 13th game against Atlanta, gained 777. Rice wide to the near side right. Williams put wide left. Third down four. The Vikes in their first possession to give to Foreman. Looking for room. Looking for a block. Tries to cut back. Stallings is going to nail him for a one-yard gain at the 37. It'll be fourth down and three. And Foreman, on his first two carries of the game, picks up a net of one yard. Stallings defeated Dave Osborne on the block. Defensive left linebacker just off tackle. Fullback off tackle. And uh, they put Foreman 
at the fullback spot and handed off over the right side. And Stallings played off the block of Dave Osborne well in the pursuit. Got Foreman for about, well, got back the line of scrimmage, maybe picked up a yard. Well, Fran had completed 199 of 351 for just under 2,600 yards. Did not put the ball in the air the first time. High side into front, the poorest in the NFC with an average of 36.1 on 82 kicks. There's a snap. It's a good one. He's got time. He gets the kick away. It's a rather low kick, a spiraling kick. And Metcalf feels it at the 28 to the 30s. Heading to the far sideline. Cut back. It's by two minutes at the 40. He's at the 45, and he's finally hauled in at the 47-yard line. And Mike Eyshide, the man who caught the ball, made the tackle. Say, he is dangerous, Joe. He caught that football on a dead run. Eyshide, or rather Metcalf, led the league in kickoff returns and was fourth in punt returns. He's an all-purpose back. 5'10", 185 in the second year from Long Beach. A 35-yard punt, a 13-yard return, and the Cardinals own the ball in excellent field position at the 46. They've got Earl Thomas and Mel Gray at the wide receivers. Jackie Smith, the tight end. Jimmy Hart, the fifth-ranking quarterback behind Fran Tarkington in there. Metcalf moves into a double-wing slot right. Here's the call now. Jimmy Otis, the other running back. And a handoff goes to Otis. Sliding to the right side, trying to turn the corner, gets by Marshall, battles across the 50, and gets into Viking territory to about the 48, maybe as deep as the 47-yard line. Almost a pickup of eight yards, Jim Otis. And both teams, uh, it seems, going at going that fullback off the right side. Jeff Wright made the tackle. Now, in the interior line, we have Roger Finney at left tackle, Bob Young at left guard, Tom Brahaney is the starting center for St. Louis, Conrad Dobler is the right guard, Dan Deardorff the right tackle, and Jackie Smith the tight end. We've got Marshall, Page, Sutherland, and Eller across the front four. Winston at left linebacker, Stephen in the middle, Hilgenberg on the right side. Cornerbacks are Jackie Wallace and Nate Wright. The safeties are Jeff Wright and Paul Krause. Second down, about three yards to go for the Cardinals in motion. Goes Mel Gray to the right side. Hand off goes to Metcalf. And he blasts in across the 45, about the 44, before he's hit and shoved back. But it is very close to a first down. Hilgenberg, the right side linebacker, making the play. Depending on where they place it. Looked like his forward progress did get the first down. We're going to call it a first down here. Well, they're going to stop the clock to measure here. Hart completed an even 200 passes out of 388 attempts. That's 51.5% completion. He passed for 2,411 yards, 20 touchdowns, which led the NFC. And Mel Gray, the wide receiver, a burner on the right side, caught six touchdown passes and 39 grabs. It's a first down for the Big Red on the Viking 44-yard line, the first first down of the afternoon on St. Louis's first possession. The official Chuck Heberling says, let's, let's get it going. 11.25 left to go so far, very early in the first period. Scoreless tie here at the net. Later on today, the first AFC playoff game of the defending Super Bowl champion Miami Dolphins at Oakland. Now they shift Smith wide to the right in a slot almost. Double wing. One single running back. Quick pitch goes to Metcalf, breaks off left tackle and gets to the 40-yard line. A pickup of about four and a quick pitch, and Alan Page made the tackle on the play. Page is one of seven Vikings named to the NFC's uh, all-pro team, which will play in the Pro Bowl in the week following the uh, Super Bowl down in New Orleans. What a year he had, Joe. Again, Alan Page, I think, has played as well this year as he has in the past, even as... One great year when he was MVP of professional football. This year, he had just an excellent year. J.B. Kane, a big rookie from Colorado, wide to the right. Mel Gray, wide to the near side. Second down and six for the Big Red on the Viking 40. In motion goes Gray to the far side. This backfield behind Jimmy Hart. Quick pitch, not a Metcalf, trying the right side. Hit by Eller. Hit. 
Hacked away and surges across the 35 and out of bounds in front of the Cardinal bench at the Vikings 34-yard line. We'll see where they mark it. And it's going to be very close to a first down. Jeff Wright finally hit him hard enough to push him out of bounds. Both teams keeping the football right on the ground, Joe. And I think St. Louis, if they're going to have this much success against the Vikings running the football, you're not going to see too many chances in a game like this because they're playing a game of mistakes now. One mistake, well, it can mean the end of a season. Gray is out. Jim McFarlane, the second string tight end, is in. They mark the ball at the 36. It's third down and a long run. Big play, Vikings defense. All right. Triple stack backfield behind Jimmy Hart. Both ends bunched in tight. Now they shift into the power eye. And the give is to the third man, Otis. And he is close to the first down. He's pushed back. And coming out of the pile with the ball is Wally Hilgenberg, but they call the play dead as Hilgenberg stole the ball from Jim Otis. Now it's his deepest penetration, and it looks like he may be a little bit shy, Paul. Yeah. It's going to be very close. It's going to be they close. Had to the 34, and I, I think, think he got to about the 34 and a half. I think it was uh, Metcalf uh, in the par eye, wasn't it, Joe? I think he lost control of the football. Otis, it looked, uh, of course, a par eye situation there. Otis was the lead blocker. And a quick whistle there. The Vikings would have come up with the football and maybe six points. Oh, big play coming up. Fourth down, a yard to go. Otis is the, is the uh, middle man. All right, power eye again. Now they shift in. Again this time. And he didn't make it. It was the Ken Willard. And Willard is stopped at the 35 yard line and the Viking defense is out. Yeah. The third running back yeah. in there was chopped short of the line. And don't you think this should, uh, this really should pick up that offense, Joe? The Cardinals on third and one didn't make it. They came back, went for it on fourth down. They're going to come up short. They did not gain an inch. Sutherland and Winston made the tackle. Timeout with 9.44 left to go in a scoreless first period. More from the Met in a minute. One of the really good inflation fighters is a savings account. The more you save, the less you spend. That's good for finding inflation, and it's good for you. And when you save at a savings and loan association, your money is used primarily to help people build and buy homes. That's where money is really needed today. And that's where money really works hard to build a solid economy. So don't give up on inflation. Fight back. Save a little more than you think you can. That money will grow. It's guaranteed to grow. And that helps you stay ahead of inflation. But most important, you are putting that money safely to work where it is needed the most in our country. Helping people to build and buy homes. So fight back at inflation. Save money. The money you save at a savings and loan association works hard for you and your country, too. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Joe McConnell and Paul Horning back at the Met with a score tied. Nothing, nothing. The Vikings will take it over for the second time, just shy of their own 35-yard line. A big, big fourth down play made by left side linebacker Roy Winston, a 13-year veteran from LSU, and Doug Sutherland, who displaced Gary Larson in that front four for the Vikings about a third of the way into the season. Now the Vikes break the huddle. Jim Lash, who caught 32 passes. 
for 631 yards wide to the left. Gilliam wide to the near side. Double wing. Slot left. Foreman in the slot. Tarking and rolls to the right. Looking downfield. Looks back in the middle. Throws to Foreman. Right for his hand to the 47-yard line. Incomplete. He couldn't hang on. He was hit immediately by Pete Barnes. But it's incomplete. That's the first pass attempt of the ball game. It's second and ten for the Vikes. Roll out right. They got Chuck Foreman, a uh, receiver. They covered that flood pass well. The defensive left side of the Cardinals. A roll out right. Fran actually has got his split end to hit. He's got his tight end to hit. He's got his running back out in the flat. Foreman was coming from the weak side on the left. Ball was perfectly thrown. Fran picked his secondary receiver. Of course, Chuck leads this team. Pass receptions. He already caught 53 on the year. With six touchdowns and 586 yards. Double wing, slot left. Foreman now wide right. to the near side. This is the formation we saw against the Rams. Tuckman rolls to the right. Now looks, looks, looks. He spins away. Touch back. He's running inside the 30. Moving to the far sideline. Falls on the run. Incomplete. Attempting to hit Jim Lash. He was chased by Council Rudolph. But Tuckman finally threw it away. It'll be third down and ten. He was forced. He rolled to the near side right. Was bottled up, couldn't find anybody open. Had to run laterally all the way back across the far side of the field, and it was a foot race between Council Rudolph and Titan into the far sidelines, and Fran finally just dumped it harmlessly out of bounds. Fran had to run uh, this football field. is 53 yards wide. The ball was on the left hash mark. Illinois ran at least 30 yards to the right and about 45 going back to the left. Off or no gain. It's third and ten. Again, Lash wide to the left, and this time Gilliam will line up in a slot to the left. The backfield of Deuce. Ozzie on the left, Foreman on the right. The Vikings have been characteristically a slow starting team in the last few ballgames. Tarkin back to pass, swings one out, caught, and out of bounds at the 45 yard line. And I believe it was Dave Osborne. Ozzie, who caught 29 during the regular season, knocked out of bounds at the 45, and it's going to be very, very close to the first down. I think uh, the ball does not have to be to the 45-yard line. This is going to be on the far side away from our vantage point here, and I think it's going to be a first down maybe by hair, Joe, or if they do miss it, it's going to be two two inches. Well, the chains had to be moved all the way over to the far side. Now, I think he made it. They're going to measure right now, and it is close. Well, usually when they look right it's uh, going to be short. It's going to be short. Now, will the Vikings go on fourth down in an inch? I think they are. Run it, bud. No move from the sidelines. They are going to go. They're going to go for it. They're going to go for it. Absolutely going to go for it. Randy Allerman comes in. Allerman and Kingsrider come in. Allerman, of course, the last of the original Vikings. A 15-year veteran, the offensive captain at left tackle. Lash and Gilliam, the wide receivers, go out. Kingsrider, a second-year tight end from Minnesota, into the game to block. Hope they make it. They don't. And this happens to be one of the big plays, which it inevitably will be. There'll be some question about this. Well, it's fourth down and less than a yard. The Vikings gambling here on their second possession inside their own 45. Everyone wedged in tight in the goal line defense. Ozzie and Foreman are running backs. Kings Riders a wing on the left side. Here's the call by Tarkington. And he gives the Foreman who's got the first down of the 46-yard line on a jolt right up the middle. And Ozzie and Norm Thompson have a little exchange after the play. Ozzie was a man who carried the ball. And the hometown fans show are on their feet. They love it. You know, I really don't know uh, why, if you really think about it a little bit, 
fans love to see teams go on fourth down. And uh, if a coach does it, I would say ten times out of the year, he's probably going to be wrong seven times. Percentages are against you. First down for the Vikes on their own 46-yard line. Slot left. Gilliam lining up inside Jim Lice, and the snow continues to fall here at the mat. A little heavier now. It started about 20 minutes before kickoff. Brand, here's the foreman, sliding off right tackle, and he battles his way to about the 48-yard line. A gain of two-plus. It'll be second down, and a long seven. Bob Rowe, the big defensive tackle, an eight-year veteran from Western Michigan, made the stop for the Big Red. One play, Joe, I'm sure we're going to see, and we're seeing a little bit different. Of course, Foreman is a running back. You have to call him a running back, not a halfback or a fullback, because of the fact that even, look at today, uh, he's been in the fullback position when a fullback plays or called off tackle. They just switch it around. Ozzie goes to the right halfback and blocks for Foreman. Second down, eight, Minnesota. The Vikes on their own 48. Slot left. A.D. Circle. Just backfield, Ozzy on the left, Foreman on the right, behind Fran Trackington. Mick Tingelhoff, 13-year veteran from Nebraska to center, snaps the ball, Fran drops back to pass. Now looks around on the right side, Foreman has it to 42 to 40. Dances and gets out of bounds at the big left, 37 to first down. And they circle, Joan, he beat Larry Stallings on a good move. And actually, a uh, linebacker is really at the mercy of a running back. A guy like Foreman is going to beat Larry Stallings, who's a 12-year veteran out of Georgia Tech. Uh, you just especially on a kind of field, because he has the option of cutting in or out. Now, what he does, uh, he was lined up on the weak side. The tight end was lined up on the left. Foreman was in the right halfback position, and you have to key your middle linebacker. If the middle linebacker comes your way, you break outside. If he goes to the tight end side, you're going to break inside. 14-yard pickup, first down, bikes on the big red, 38. Slot left again. Gilliam inside, Jim Lang. Packington inside, hand off to Foreman, who... Bucks his way across the 35 to the 34-yard line. A pickup of about four as they're beginning to soften up that front four of St. Louis just a little bit. Middle linebacker Mark Arneson in on the stop along with Bob Rowe. It's second down six, and that's the best gain on the ground by Chuck Foreman today. I tell you, they're big inside, and maybe it's uh, good. Uh, Rowe and Brooks, both uh, Rowe 6'4", Brooks 6'6". They both go about 270 pounds, and right behind them, the middle linebacker's not too big. They got him listed at 223 pounds. Second down, six. The ball on the Cardinal 34. Double wing, slot left. Foreman in the slot to the left. And off goes to Ozzie. He's tripped up and falls forward right straight up the middle of about the 32-yard line. And Council Rudolph and Leo Brooks got an arm on him and helped trip him up. But Ozzie fell forward for a gain of about two. It'll be third down coming up now. The Vikings are their first possession in Big Red territory. They mark it at the St. Louis 31. So he picked up three, and it's third and three. Big play. Bud Grant, in his tenure with the Vikes, has won four and lost four in the second season, which is known as the playoff season. They might throw it here in this circumstance, Joe. All right, Gilliam wide to the left. See if they go right back to A&B circle. They got them split. Last wide to the left. Gilliam wide to the near side. Third down three from the St. Louis 31. The Vikes in their second possession and deepest penetration. Tarkman back to pass. Shoots one over the middle. Caught by Foreman. And he's all in across the 25 of the 24-yard line. Another first down. Both backs swinging out of the backfield. This time Foreman hooked up. In front of the linebacker, Pete Barnes on the left side, and Clarence Duran, the uh, free safety. Duran made the tackle on the play. A seven-yard pass completion to Foreman. It's a first down for the Vikes on the St. Louis 24. They had a blitz on the play, Joe. 6.20 to go in the first period. No score in the ball game. Here at Snowy Metropolitan Stadium. Now Jim Lice comes wide to the near side. And Oddity, Lice, even though he had a great season, has played two years in the NFL without a touchdown. Gilliam in the slot to the right. 
Hutchinson rolling to the right immediately. Fires one downfield. It's intercepted. It's intercepted by Mark Harris in the middle linebacker. He goes out of bounds at the St. Louis 22-yard line, pushed out by John Gilliam. It was a quick pop over the middle, but Tarkington hit Arneson right in the numbers. He couldn't have dropped that one. So there's the first turnover in the game. It was a slant pass, Joe. He's trying to hit his wide receiver, uh, Lasher Gilliam, on a just real quick slant pattern. Roll out right. you got to hit it in that crease. Good play by the middle linebacker, Arneson. Timeout. No score in the ballgame. Let's pause for one minute on the Vikings KSTP radio network. names and watches is Walton. And right now, Twin City Federal makes it easy for you to own a Walton. With a qualifying deposit, you can take your choice at a remarkably low price. The first turnover of the football game kills the Vikings' first real threat and gives the Cardinals the ball back on their own 22-yard line. Tarkington was intercepted only 12 times all year, passing for 17 touchdowns. Jim Hart had only eight passes intercepted and threw for 20 scores. Wide to the right, the little sprinter out of Missouri, Mel Gray. And now on the ship, they bring Earl Thomas, formerly the Chicago Bears, wide to the near side. Now Metcalf gets into the slot to the right. Double wing right. Hart drops back to pass on first and ten. Winds up, pops, falls, incomplete, overshooting Mel Gray, who was covered by three Vikings at about the 35-yard line, almost a stop-and-hook pattern. That well, was a turn-in, Joe, and it's a good thing. I think Hart uh, may have thrown that away on purpose because if he would have been on target, Nate Wright had an excellent opportunity because he was guessing on the turn-in. They were in a zone on that side, so he could really guess because he knew he had deep help from Paul Krause, and I really had it covered. He had the turn-in covered. And yeah. if it would have been thrown close to the receiver, Nate Wright had a shot at an interception. J.B. Kane alternating with Thomas on every other play, wide to the right. Gray wide to the near side, second down, 10. St. Louis on their own 22, and motion to the far side right goes Mel Gray. Hart, inside handoff, breaking into the clear as Otis across the 30 up to the 34 before he's upended in the secondary. Jim Otis on a quick pop right up the middle on trap blocking, got free. Roy Winston finally caught him in the Vikings secondary, but it's a big 12-yard gain on the ground. First down, St. Louis. Joe, speaking of the Vikings secondary, I noticed uh, Paul Krause, and of course, if you're familiar with Minnesota Vikings football, you know he is one of the excellent uh, free safeties that ever played a game. Today, he's playing a little bit deeper. Now, the reason for this, uh, on that last snap, Krause looks like a center fielder. He's standing about uh, 13 to 15 yards deep from the line of scrimmage. And what happens on a field like this, he wants that extra yard or two so he can cover the deep patterns on the outside. Hart back to pass. Swings one out in the right flat. Caught by Mel Gray. He's up immediately at the 37-yard line, and apparently he dropped the ball after contact was made. Good hit Jeff by Wright. Jeff Wright. Jeff Wright jarred it loose. It would have been only a three-yard gain had he held on. So it'll be second down, 10. Clock is stopped with 5.07 to go here in a scoreless first period. And this game has now owned the ball twice. And again, 
Vikings rolled on his own on Mel Gray's side, Joe, and I think that's exactly the, uh, the, the way the Viking defense is going to play against. They're going to give Earl Thomas at, uh, all the outs he wants, but they're going to try to roll a zone on most occasions against Mel Gray because he is their big play receiver. That was a penalty. There was a penalty flag thrown on that play. Offsides against the Cardinals decline. So it's second and ten St. Louis on their own 34. Otis, who picked up 12 yards a moment ago, was the ninth leading rusher in the NFC with 664 yards and an average of 4.2. He's had a fine year. He started with Kansas City. High formation. Now they shift into a double wing right. Looks almost like a triple wing, Paul. One running back. Hart, back to pass. Swings him out in the right flat. Caught by Gray. Dropped again at the 40-yard line. It's squirted right over his left shoulder. It's a little cold out there. Get those hands loose. And so it is very difficult. Uh, now, this is not a real cold day, as we mentioned here in Minnesota. But it's something about catching that football. If you start thinking about your hands being cold on a day like this, invariably you're going to drop a few of them. All right. It's third down and ten. St. Louis on their own 34-yard line. There have been several drop passes on both sides of the line here in the first period. Jim Hart led the best percentage as far as touchdown passes thrown as opposed to interceptions in pro football this year. Brings them up. Thomas wide to the right. Now Metcalf shifts into the slot to the right. Double wing. Right. Here's the call now by Hart on third and ten. Dropping back the pass. Sets up deep. Throws one down the right sideline. Instead of a Metcalf who makes the circus grab at the Vikings 38-yard line. Right over Paul Krause's shoulder. Oh, we have the backfield. Metcalf made a streak right down the uh, right hash mark. Cut to the uh, corner pattern is what it's called, Joe. And he made a great catch. Hart was right on target. Beautiful pass, too. First down, St. Louis on the Viking 37. That was a big gainer. 27-yard pickup. Metcalf caught 50 passes, just three less than our own Chuck Foreman during the year. He did not catch him for much distance, 377 yards. But that one was a big 27-yarder. Mel Gray wide to the near side. J.B. Kane wide to the right. First down, St. Louis. Their second possession in Viking territory. Hart drops back to pass. Looks long. Throws a long bomb down the middle. And it is incomplete. Intended for Mel Gray. And both Jackie Wallace and Jeff Wright were back there. And I thought for a moment one of the Vikes would come up with the interception. Well, Gray had a step on both of them. But the free safety... Uh... Uh, in this occasion, they had a, a double coverage. Wallace and Jeff Wright both had a chance at the interception. Hart hung it up just a little bit. It'll be second down 10 from the Viking 37-yard line as they sent Gray on a post-pattern deep in the end zone. Well, he's not worried about it. He's just come out throwing here after that first series of plays. He's thrown uh, only pickup of about 10 yards by Jim Otis. Got the first down. Outside of that, uh, he's one out of five for 28 yards. That was a big one that got the Cardinals to the Viking 37, the Metcalf. Now Gray comes in motion to the near side left. Here's the call on second and ten. Quick pitch now to Metcalf, trying to sweep it outside. Cuts back in, gets to the 35 and the 34. Triple team stacked up and thrown back. Jimmy Marshall was around his ankles. Wally Hilgenberg hit him high along with Jeff Wright and pushed him back. Marshall made a real fine play there. Yes, he did. Right in. He was uh, actually, they tried to cut him down. Tight end. Marshall got away from it. Thomas out. J.B. Kane is in. Kane caught a 40-yard touchdown pass against the Vikings earlier in the season. Now here comes Terry Brown, Bob Lertzma, and Randy rush. The Vikes will go with a five-man front and six defensive backs. 
This has been very successful. Third down, seven. The ball at the Viking 34-yard line. Gray wide to the right. Kane wide to the near side left. Hart back to pass. That's a quick way. Pump. There he goes. He goes down. The stop works for landing on his back at the 40-yard line. Lurchner right over the top. He, he came in from his defensive right side position. He comes in. Jim Marshall goes out. And Lurchner is being hugged around the sidelines. Coming up with a big sack here. The Vikings defense. The five-man rush. Not too many teams used it. Do you remember we have talked about this in the past? After the Los Angeles Rams were so successful against the three-man rush, Bud Grant really uh, kind of threw it to the winds, although last week he just threw it in. And the reason he had a three-man rush last week, Joe, is to give St. Louis a little something more to work on. Al Roberts in the punt. He'll try to kick it out near the corner. We have three men deep. Nate right on the left side, McCullum on the near side, and in the middle is Jackie Wallace at about the 10-yard line. There's a snap. There's a kick, and he hits it right down the middle. I'll see where it bounces, and it's going to roll down. One of the Vikings tried to block the Cardinals away from the end zone, and I think he did. I think the ball, now we'll wait and see. It's down near the goal line. One of the Vikings blocked the Cardinals away from the ball, trying to keep him from downing it, but it's going to be touched down at the one-yard line. It died before it could get to the end zone after it landed on that soft turf. I'm out. I think it hit Billy Brown real quick, uh, Joe. I think he had to recover it right there. Well, it could be. He tried to block that Cardinal away so the ball would roll into the end zone, but the Vikings will have it on their own one-yard line following this timeout. More from the Met in 60 seconds. Here's something important to keep in mind about saving at a savings and loan association. Your money is put to work in your community, and it's put to work in one of the very best ways, helping people to build and buy homes. That kind of money is needed today. It's good for the community. It's good for the economy. It's working in the solid, constructive way that is necessary to blunt the forward edge of inflation. And it is doing it right in your own community. Yes, saving at a savings and loan association is good for you. It's good for the economy. It's good for your community. And it helps to fight inflation. The more you save, the less you spend. And the more money you put to work building a strong, solid economy. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis, St. Paul. First down for the bikes on their own one. Slap to the near side right. Gilliam lining up inside Jim Lang. A 39-yard kick by Al Roberts. Handoff, and it goes out to about the four-yard line. Chuck Foreman picking up about three. A clarification on that punt. Billy Brown got back down there. He was initially going to try to block one of the Cardinals away from it. Well, when the ball hit the ground, it bounced into Brownie, and he had to dive on it to recover it, or otherwise it might have been a St. Louis ball at the one-yard line. Now it's second down seven. Vikings on their own four-yard line. Friend uh, wants to either give him a different play or a different count. Gilliam wide to the left, Lash wide to the near side, second down seven. Bikes on their own four yard line. Cardinal stunning at the line, hand off the foreman, two burrows out to about the eight yard line. Get big first down, Vikings can get it here. Foreman on the two straight carries inside the ball, rested inside the one yard line. Now it's uh, short of the ten yard line, call it to nine. Well, it's going to be third down, two, yes. Two plus to go. 
Leo Brooks made the stop along with Mark Arnes in the middle linebacker. Very, very big possession for the Vikings now and third down along, two to go on their own nine. I still say, of course, uh, nothing to nothing. You can't take too many chances. Great passing down right here. Flash wide to the left. Gilliam wide to the near side right. Fran gives it to Ozzie, and he did not make the first down. It's a roof cave in at about the 10-yard line. Going to be fourth down about one, but the Vikings did give Eichheit a little room to punt the ball. Well, they tried the defensive left side. Arnis in the middle linebacker right there. Brooks and Council Rudolph also in a real tight situation. The ball is just over the 10-yard line, but it's going to be short. Yeah, at least two feet. Fourth down, less than a yard, and the punting unit comes in. And Eichheit will be forced to kick it away from his own end zone against... The southwesterly wind at 8 to 12 miles an hour. Lord, I'm telling you, Terry Metcalf will probably be the only man back deep. They'll probably rush 10. Jackie Wallace, uh, usually on the punt, splits way to the right, so he'll bring one man with him. No, he's in there tight now. I'd like to see Eichheit kick it away from Wallace, or rather from uh, Metcalf. He's back at about the 45 in Viking territory. Eichheit will kick it away from his own goal line. Vikings are in trouble. There's a snap. Takes his time. Gets the kick away. It's a high one right down the middle. Metcalf waits for it at the 47. Heads to the far side. Spins. Gets away from one man. A clip is wrong. Pays at the 40. Hanching away. And gets down. Spinning. Twisting out of bounds at the 35-yard line. But a penalty flag was thrown. Okay, he was hit after he went out of bounds. And I don't know if he's hurt. There's a flag down about the 49-yard line, Joe. And I think uh, that was a real late hit by one of the Vikings. He hit Metcalf after he went out of bounds. And he hit him. There's a flag down there, too. Uh, that was a good call. Yeah, it was a late hit. And it was a rather needless one after the penalty flag was thrown. And the guy who did it picked a very dangerous spot to do it right in the middle of the Cardinal bench. It might have been Brent McClanahan who hit Metcalf a little bit late. So we may have offsetting penalties here, which would be a big break for St. Louis, really, because they had clipped way, way early in the play. A clip against the Vikings and an unnecessary hit after Metcalf out of bounds. A ripping penalty on the Vikings. What did they put the back for? I don't know what they're doing now. They're bringing it back. They're putting the ball back into St. Louis territory. I don't understand this. I don't either. This ball club just kind of milling around right now in midfield as the official started back across the 50-yard line. And now they put it I guess where he at the it. Minnesota 46-yard line. Matt Blair apparently was a man who got the late hit. Jack Levesque on the Cardinal special unit was called for the clip. And Blair to offsetting penalties, and they'll give St. Louis the ball to 46. Now, I thought they'd kick it over in a situation I would, like that. I would, too. I was going to have to get a... Well, I'll just soon take it right here. <laughs> First down, St. Louis at the 46-yard line in Viking territory. Thomas wide to the near side. Grace put wide to the right. High formation. Let's cap and notice the running back. Jim Hart, the quarterback, had his finest season. And he thanks to Otis, throws over the middle, incomplete! And almost intercepted on the deflection. A quick slant in to the wide receiver, Earl Thomas. He couldn't hang on. And Krause was there, along with four or five other Vikings. And Hilgenberg almost came up with a deflected interception, but it falls incomplete at they second and ten. Those wide receivers, they do not like that play, Joe, when it's a quick slant over the middle. The safety man, if he can pick it up, they can just tear your head off. Second down, 10. 
Big Red on the Viking 46-yard line. We have 52 seconds left to go in a scoreless first period. J.V. Kane, wide to the near side left. He'll be working against Jackie Wallace. Wide to the right, Mel Gray. He'll be operating against cornerback Nate Wright. Loose backfield. Now Gray comes in motion to the near side left. Hart takes outside pitch. Gives to Otis up the middle. He's at the 43-yard line. A great tackle. Sutherland. Oh, Doug Sutherland made a beautiful tackle that play. As he caught him from an angle and dropped him. A gain of about two and a half. Third down and a long seven. Again, Thomas in with a play from head coach Don Coriel, who's done a masterful job in turning this Cardinal franchise around. Here comes Prince former Bob Lertzma in with a defensive backfield. They'll go with a five-man rush for the six defensive backs. Terry Brown and Randy Polo come in in this situation. Now we've got six defensive backs and five down linemen. Well, he used it once before and got a sack. Hart back to pass. He's got plenty of time this time. Wings it out. Incomplete attempt for Earl Thomas. He was hit by Jackie Wallace. He dropped it on the 29-yard line. Getting a little cold down there. you got to just relax those hands. He might have been out of bounds anyway, Joe. I think he lost the sidelines there. Now, Jackie played that one very well. Jackie played it, timed it beautifully. Fourth down, seven. Ten seconds left to go in the first period. The ball with the Viking 43. Mm-hmm. And Roberts who hit a soft one down the middle to the Viking one-yard line a moment ago. We'll try it again. Again, the Vikings drop three. Wallace in the middle. Nate right on the left side and protecting that corner, and Sam McCullen protecting the near corner on the right side. Robert standing a little bit deeper than average. Gets the snap. Moves forward. There's the kick. High floater. Again down the middle. The Vikings want to let it go. This time it bounces. Out of bounds at the one-yard line. It was saved. It was saved down there by Steve Jones, who tipped the ball before it crossed the goal line. Uh, Vikings in a hole again, Joe. Beautiful play by Steve Jones that time. There's the end of the first quarter. No score in the ball game with the Vikings deep in the bottle. A 41-yard kick on that play, and the Vikings will have it on their own two-yard line when the second period resumes. No score in the game. Play continues in one minute on the Minnesota Vikings KSTP radio network. If you want to know what Christmas means, it's best to ask children. Somebody did, and Twin City Federal brings you some answers. What is Christmas? Christmas is the time of year when everyone acts like they're supposed to. Now that's a straightforward answer. And here's another one that Twin City Federal would like you to think about. What does Christmas mean? Candy and toys, Santa and noise, pushing and shoving, hauling and lugging, and love. All the folks at Twin City Federal hope that you are spending Christmas with the people you love in a place that is home to you. May you have a Christmas that is rich in hope, happiness, warmth, beauty, and love. This message comes to you on behalf of all the Twin City Federal offices where the famous twin clocks flash time and temperature. Think happy today. That's what Christmas is all about. Well, the Vikings start the second period. Back on their own two-yard line. For the second time in the early in the ball game, the Cardinals have been able to feather the ball out near the goal line. That time it was a great play by the down man, Steve Jones, a reserve running back, who actually caught up with the punt as it was about to cross the goal line. And he just batted the ball out of bounds. 
Of course, where he touched it, it was ruled dead, and that's at the Viking two-yard line. And Steve Jones earned his salary probably, Joe, right on that one play as far as the Cardinal organization is concerned. Ball's inside the two. Vikings milling around now, talking with these hands in front of his pants. <laughs> it's always the warmest spot they say in your body. It is. It's a natural thing. You always see uh, football players <laughs> go right there. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First down, Vikes on their own two-yard line. Actually, about the one and a half. It's closer to the one than two. Slot right. Gilliam lining up inside. Jim Rice, the running back, Sarazi, informant. Parkington hands off to Ozzie, and he gets maybe two. He was stacked up right in the center of that big red defensive line. There's a late, uh, of course, the whistle blew. I think he lost control of the football. Cardinals came up with it, but it's going to continue to be Viking football. Well, they mark it at the five, so Ozzie picked up about three and a half. It's second down, and uh, completely zone blocking, trying to wedge him out, Joe, and that ball's inside the one. They double team one of the uh, defensive down line on the tackle there. Just hope they pick up three or four. Second and a short seven. Now they have a slot to the near side left. Gilliam lining up inside Jim Lash. Now they go to a double wing with Ozzie as a wing back to the right. To give it to Foreman. Foreman looking for running room and falls forward to the nine yard line. He was topped almost standing straight up at the six and all of a sudden lunged forward and picked up an extra three yards. Very big. Now, it'll be third down and about two and a half. The ball at the Viking nine. I'll tell you, it's a dangerous running back, Joe, on third and two, third and one, because uh, most of your linebackers almost take themselves out of the play as far as pursuit is concerned. Now, a guy like Foreman gets a little trap block, gets by that first flow, could break it for a long, uh, long run. All right, again, slot left. Gilliam inside life. Third down, a long two. The Vikes on their own nine-yard line. First possession in the second period. No score. The give is to Foreman. He struggles. He didn't make it. He tried the right side. He was hit just across the 10 and shoved back. And they'll see where they mark it. But I think he's going to be at least a half yard shy at best. Mm, be close. First quarter stats. Minnesota and the Cardinals both had three first downs. Rushing St. Louis 37, Minnesota 27. Passing yards. St. Louis 23, Minnesota 30. So net yards uh, very, very close. The Cardinals with 60, Minnesota with 57. Fran was 3 out of 6 for 30 yards in the first quarter. Hart, 1 out of 7, had at least 2 or 3 drops. Now they're measuring. Oh, they got it! I didn't think there was any way. First down for the Vikes by... Ooh, what a big first down. Had to be a lace in the ball somewhere. <laughs> The ball is just across the 11-yard line. So the Vikings pick up a big first down. 13-31 left to go. No score in the first half. Now Lash wide to the right. Gilliam comes wide to the near side left. See if Fran now opens it up a little bit. Cardinals gapping the line on the defense. Fran back to pass. Has time. Swings it out. Caught by Foreman. Gets the block. He's the 15. Twisting to the 19-yard line. Gave him a great block out on the right flat. He cut back inside Maurer and cut a field about the 19-yard line on a great twisting run. Well, that's the third uh, catch for Chuck Foreman today. Stalling say the tackle. France completed four, Joe. All three of them going to Chuck Foreman. Second down. Two. The ball just shy of the Viking 20-yard line. The other pass 
Uh, Frank completed was to Ozzy, so he's gone to his backs on all his completions. Rice wide to the near side. Gilliam flip wide to the right. This is a good passing down on second and short. Instead, he gives to Ozzy, who gets to the 20, well, just across the 20, and he got chopped down right there, and a flag is thrown. On the right side, too, I think it was number 62. That would be Ed White. Ed White. Bob Rowe and Yankonski made the tackle for St. Louis. And it's going to be a penalty against the Vikes. Holding call. And that will move the ball from the 19 back to the 9 and make it second down and uh, about 12 to go. St. Louis, I'm sure, will take take the penalty. Ed White is the man. Yep, they're going to bring it back. Well, it's at the 10. So that makes it now second down and uh, a short 12. 12 and a half minutes to go here in the first half. No score. The Vikings, after a drive that took them to the St. Louis 22-yard line, where they were intercepted by middle linebacker Mark Arneson, who did not pick up a pass all year. They've been bottled up ever since then with a kick out of bounds on their one and a kick out of bounds on the two. Gilliam wide to the right, flash wide to the near side left, second down 12, the bike's on their own 10-yard line. Fran gives to Foreman, sliding to the right, cuts back in, angles across the 15, escapes one man, is hit, and shut back, he got to about the 17-yard line. Foreman, eluding the first couple of would-be tacklers, Duran finally caught him and drove him back. But they'll spot the ball at the Viking 17 and a half, make it the 18-yard line. So now it'll be third down and four. So the Vikings are within striking distance of the first down. Big run by Foreman, who's beginning to pick up a few yards on the ground now to go with his pass receptions. He's caught three already today. Uh, he's got 56 yards in total offense. He's caught three for 28. He's run the ball nine times for 28. Slot to the near side left. Gilliam lining up inside. Second-year man, Jim Lash. Third down, four. Big play for the Vikes on their own 18-yard line. Brand up back to pass. Half time. Throws. Overshoots. Ozzy at the 21-yard line. He was covered by Stallings. Brand seemed to have plenty of time on that play and went to looping out of the right flat. Gilliam looked like he was open down the middle deep. He was deep, but he had two men back there, Joe, and it would have to be at least a 50 to 55-yard pass. And those defensive secondary men can really react when the ball's in the air that long. Well, it's fourth down and four, and the Vikings, who might have had a first down, had it not been for the penalty flag, forced to kick it away. I shied for the first time today as the wind at his back. Metcalf back in single safety. There's a snap. There's the kick. High hanging kick, not too deep, but there shouldn't be a return. Metcalf with a fair grab of the Viking 49. Well, that is a 29-yard punt. Timeout. With 11.32 left to go in a scoreless first half, more from the Met in 60 seconds. Here is an important point we want to make again and again and again. One of the really good inflation fighters is a savings account. When people save more money, it eases the pressures to raise prices. When people save more money, it creates new capital, the kind of capital needed to finance a productive economy. When you save at a savings and loan association, for example, those savings are used primarily to help build and buy homes. That's where capital is really needed today in the hard-pressed housing industry. When this country is building homes, it is building a solid economy, an inflation-fighting economy. And you are helping when you save at a savings and loan association. The game continues at the beginning of side two.
industry by Twin City Federal of Minneapolis-St. Paul. McConnell and Paul Hunting back at Snowy Metropolitan Stadium. The plays have abated here. We got a gray overcast day, a rather sloppy field. First down for the Cardinals on the Viking 49. No score. Cardinals have had the great field position. Gray wide to the new sides, but wide to the left is Earl Thomas. Running back, Otis from Metcalf. Now in motion to the left goes Gray. Completely encircling 
Metcalf that time. And I think the little 11 years experience came in handy there, John. He not only had his arms around him, but he was trying to cause a fumble. He probably put that right arm in there and jerked it free. Well, the loss of two on the play, but under the spell on the loose ball for St. Louis. It's second and 12. The ball just outside the Viking 40-yard line. Gray comes wide to the near side right. Thomas just wide and left. Thomas got 34 passes to five. He's playing. Third down. Now they're going to roll it. He had the first down made. 
Well, I still got the third down marker on the near sideline. So it will be third down again and eight yards to go. What a break. Conrad Dobler, the right offensive guard, was the man who was guilty of that infraction of that. That might well be the biggest penalty of the game. No question about it. Now it's third down and eight for St. Louis at the breaking 24. Very wide to the inside. Thomas cut wide to the left. Now Metcalf lines up with a double wing right. Hart drops back to pass. Three well, months. That's it. He's got running room. He's in the 15. And he's up and in at the 14-yard line. He's got the first down. Another one dropped back. And Hart stepped up inside, alerting the rush. Had nothing but wide open daylight in front of him. Nate Wright finally came up to offend him at the 14-yard line. But it should be enough for the first down. It is. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Vikings. KSTP Radio Network. 20 degrees in the Twin Cities. Southwest winds at 12 and light snow falling at 1 o'clock. KSTP, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. Our big play by Jim Hart. Now, J.B. King, wide to the new side. Keep wide to the left, just now gray. He comes in motion again. To the new side, right. Left and 10 for the 14. Hand off the next pass. Kicking, touchdown at the 15-yard line. The Wally Hildenberg made a great ankle tackle as he leaned over the blocker and caught Metcalf as he faked to the outside and tried to cut back inside the blocker. It's second down nine. The ball on the breaking 13. Page also read its point of attack, Joe. Great lateral movement, Alan Page. It's amazing, 245 pounds. You know, speaking uh, last night, I ran into Wally Chambers, who, uh, in my estimation, uh, plays as close to Alan Page as anybody in professional football. Wally's up here visiting Chuck Foreman. They're very, very, very good friends that they uh, made an acquaintance in the All-Star game a couple years ago. Second down and nine. Gray wide to the near side, foot wide to the left is Earl Thomas. The ball in the breaking 14 yard line. And coming back to pass is Hart. Throws it out. It's caught. And it's a touchdown. And it might be the play in Jackie Smith. We'll have to wait and get the number. No, it's Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas slid in as it was put wide to the left. Cut diagonally across the field. Saved the drive at the five yard line and barely got it across the goal line. And the Cardinals have taken a six nothing lead here at Metropolitan Stadium. With 5 to go in the first half. And it was a second down play, a 13-yard touchdown pass from Jim Hart. Plenty of protection, Joe. He just waited for Thomas coming across from the left side to clear the linebacker. He put it right on the money at the four-yard line. He went in from there. Well, the big runner scored first. They have plenty of opportunities. A kick by Bakken is good, and it's gone now. St. Louis 7, the Minnesota Vikings nothing. We'll pause right now on the Minnesota Vikings, KSCP Radio Network. As Vikings fans, you're probably well aware of the new rule changes put into effect this season. They don't change the game of football all that much. They just make it more entertaining. More entertaining for you, the fans. And I'd like to say that same principle applies to Twin City Federal's past cards. A TCF past card doesn't change your way of saving money. It just makes your savings account more useful and makes saving a little easier. For instance, past card speeds deposits, lets you make out withdrawals faster, gives you an instant receipt, and automatic quarterly statements. It also turns on TCF's new 24-hour total tellers, the happy machines. Day or night, you can use the happy machines to deposit or withdraw money, cash checks, and make mortgage payments. And there are a lot of other things you'll be able to do with Pass Card in the future. 
So stop in with those famous twin clock flash time and temperature soon. And ask about fast cards. TCS new way of making your savings account more useful. Yeah, the Cardinals went 49 yards in 11 plays, and with 5.05 left to go here in the first half, they now lead it 7 nothing. Sergio Albert set to kick it away to McClanahan and McCullum. 13-yard touchdown pass, Hart to Earl Thomas. Well, they're still holding it up. Couldn't, couldn't be the television got in late, did it? Well, I'm a little bit upset. We have very few no-shows here today, despite the local telecast. The Vikings are true football fans. There's the kick. High in the end Looking to the right side. McCullum at the 9. To the 10, to the 15, to the 20. Up the middle of the 25. To the 30. And he got caught from behind and dropped to the 34-yard line. Gary Hammond made the play. Nicholson, Nicholson, Hammond. Well, you're going to hear some crowd noise now. They want this Minnesota Vikings offense to come to light. An interesting note on Hammond. He dropped only two passes for 14 yards to the wide receiver behind Mel Gray, but he threw one pass this year, and it was good for the longest touchdown pass of the year in the NFC. 81 yards to the tight end, Jackie Smith. First down, Bikes on their own 35-yard line. Gilliam wide to the near side, but wide to the right now is Jim Rice. It's the best field position the Vikings have had since their second possession. And off goes to Ozzie. Fighting off right tackle and battling up to the 39. Again, a four. It'll be second down and six. Stallings made the tackle to help from Arneson, the middle and left side linebacker. Well, I tell you, they're really trying to test that defensive lifestyle for St. Louis, Joe. They've been off tackle, I bet. 50% of the time against Castle Rudolph and Leo Brooks and Larry Stalling. Now, Gilliam wide to the near side. Foot wide to the right now is Jim Rice. Second down, six. The Vikings on their own 39-yard line. Tarkington fakes the Isaac, gets the form, and coming back. He breaks the line at the 45. The 25. The 18-yard pickup by Chuck Foreman on a running draw, Joe. Uh, he let Ozzy cut in front of him. He was lined up a little bit deep that time. Halfback kind of delayed Joe right up the middle. Fast blocking up front, and he got a hole. First down, back from the St. Louis 42-yard line. 19-yard pickup by Chuck Foreman. Flash wide to the right, Gilliam wide to the near side. The call now by Fran Tuckingham. And the fake this time to Foreman. He jumps it out to Ozzy at the 40. Ozzy hits for the far side across the 35, and he's pulled out on the 33-yard line. He just lowered his head and got the last four or five yards. Jimmy Cabot and Tom Stone up over the top to make the play for the big run. While he was open, Joe, they had a blitz on the left side. Larry Stallings, the linebacker over there, blitz. They faked the same play they just picked up 19 yards on. They faked the rollout draw this time. Now, Stallings on a blitz. Tarkington just jumped up a little bit. A little basketball, a little basketball pass. It was a foul, and he was wide open in the vacated area. Stallings, that would have been his man on another pass route. Second down, a yard to go. The bottom of the St. Louis 43. Gilliam wide to the right. Rice wide to the near side. Left tackle and looks at Rice. Calling out the signal sign. Nick Tingle up. Hand off goes to Foreman. He's got the first down to the 30-yard line. 
10, wedging it out behind Ed White and Ron Yerry, working against Leo Brooks and Council Rudolph. The left side of that Cardinal Jump 4 is the first down for the Vikings on the St. Louis 30-yard line, our second deepest penetration of the ball game. 2.38 left to go in the first half. St. Louis leads it 7-0. Foreman has 50 yards now. Loaded case. He also got 28 free pass catch. It would be ironic if he cracked a century mark today on the ground. No Viking did it during the regular season. Ozzy had 98 on two occasions. Again, Gillian wide to the right, last wide to the near side. First down, Vikings on the St. Louis 30-yard line. Brand gives to Foreman again, wedging it out off the right side, and he gets about four more down to the 26-yard line to continue to run that same play. And they're always going off the right side, Joe. Mark Arneson, the middle linebacker, made the tackle. Well, Leo Brooks and Council Rudolph have their hands full today trying to hold out Ed White and Ronieri, the two strongest men on the Viking offensive line. Well, the two-minute warning is now being given to both benches. So timeout with a score, 7-0. St. Louis over the Vikings. More from the Met in 60 seconds. There are two very important kinds of interest, and you get them both from your local savings and loan association. You get a generous rate of interest. You can always be sure of that. Your money is always there when you want it. All the money you have saved, plus the generous interest you have earned. Another important kind of interest is the interest that your local savings and loan association has in your own community. The money you save is put to work helping people build and buy homes. And that is in the very best interest of your community. Savings and loan money stays in your community, works in your community, and it helps to build the solid kind of economic base that takes the edge off inflation. Interest that makes your money grow interest that helps to build the community. You get both kinds of interest from your savings and loan association. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis, St. Paul. Two minutes left to go in the first half here at the Met, and the flurries have again begun to fall from the cloudy skies overhead. The ball at the 26-yard line in St. Louis territory. It's second down six. Vikings. They trail 7-0. Listen to the crowd. This has been the most vocal crowd at the Met all year. Drive wide to the near side. Foot wide to the right is Gilliam. Fran has not thrown to his wide receivers yet. Second down six. The backs are Ozzie and Foreman. And to give this side of Foreman trying the same play. Breaks it at the 20. Puts the outside and gets to the 16-yard line. Again, working the slant to the right side. Getting a little running room. Cross blocking up front. He saw a crack. He cut a little bit good to his right. Joe found the hole. Got the first down. Duran and Talbert again combined to bring Foreman down, but not until Chuck had picked up the first down on the St. Louis 16-yard line. Again at 10. He now has 64 yards running in the first half. The big stat, though, and the only one that really matters is the scoreboard, and the Cardinals lead it. 7-0. Slot to the near side left. Brand drops back to pass on first and ten. Giving ground to the right, swings it out, incomplete. He threw that one away, intended for Ozzie. He was really rushed that time by Bob Rowe. Broke in from his right tackle position. It'll be second down ten. The clock is stopped with a minute 17 to go in the first half. The ball at the St. Louis 16. Later on today, Oakland. For the best one-loss record in all of pro football, 12-2, and two, hosts the defending or two-time defending champion Miami Dolphins, the eastern winners of the AFC out in Oakland. Five in a row at Oakland? Miami? Could be. I know that Oakland ended their 
regular season winning string there a year ago. Oakland has lost only 10 times in 60-some ball games at Oakland. Now Foreman lines up as a double wing. Slot left. Fran drops back to pass. Rules to his right. Oh, we have touchdown! There it is. There's a the big play. Fran touching it around the right side on a rollout. John Gilliam found the open spot about the three-yard line. Coming right to left, he then went back to the right side. Found the open hole right in the end zone, and we have a chance now. Usually it was automatic for Freddie Cox now. <laughs> He's taking a little practice swing. Got a shot to tie it up here. Missed seven extra points during the season. When I say miss, he had, I know, at least four blocks. 65 yards and eight plays for the apparent time touchdown. 16 yards, tracking into Gilliam in the right corner of the end zone. Krause will hold, Cox will attempt the tie. There's the snap. The kick is yeah. good. And it's a 7 7 tie with one minute, 11 seconds left to go in the first half. More from the Met in 60 seconds. One of the really good inflation fighters is a savings account. The more you save, the less you spend. That's good for fighting inflation, and it's good for you. And when you save at a savings and loan association, your money is used primarily to help people build and buy homes. That's where money is really needed today. And that's where money really works hard to build a solid economy. So don't give up on inflation. Fight back. Save a little more than you think you can. That money will grow. It's guaranteed to grow. And that helps you stay ahead of inflation. But most important, you are putting that money safely to work where it is needed the most in our country. Helping people to build and buy homes. So fight back at inflation. Save money. The money you save at a savings and loan association works hard for you and your country, too. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Well, a brand new ball game. 7-7 as the Vikes get set to kick it off to St. Louis with 1-11 left to go in the first half. Metcalf is the deep man. They also have Gary Hammond back on the left side. And I can't tell who the third deep man is on the near side. We'll pick it up if they kick it, it to him. Man to be staring uh, into the face of that kick team. drives it into the wedge, and it's taken by a linebacker who puts it back to Metcalf. He's at the 30, the 35, and he's hit, bounces off, and then goes down at the 37-yard line. The ball was fielded a minute, uh, initially by Greg Hartle, the second-string middle linebacker behind Mark Arneson, and he did a wise thing. He flipped it back to Metcalf, the one they want to carry the mail. And Metcalf got it back out across the 37-yard line. 104 to go. In the first half, 7-7 tie, the Vikings and the Cardinals. Well, the Cardinals will be going in this two-minute offense now with a minute four remaining. They have all three of their timeouts remaining. They'll love nothing better to get in at least field goal position here. Thomas wide to the left, Mel Gray wide to the near side. Deuce backfield, Otis and Metcalf, who's the man to watch along with Mel Gray, who's the deep threat. Back to pass, Jim Hart. Swings it out of the backfield of Metcalf, catches it over his shoulder to 30, the 35, steps away, cuts back across the 40, still bobbing and weaving, and gets to the 44-yard line. Matt Blair finally hauled him down. Doug Sutherland make it. 69 instead of 59. They're take a timeout here, Joe. Yes, they do. They're going to take one of their timeouts. 49 seconds left. They still have two remaining. Well, they picked up seven on that little swing out of the backfield on the left side behind the line to Terry Metcalf. He is an exciting football player. He probably has the best lateral moves of any running back in the NFL. 
Well, it's Foreman and Metcalf right now. There's a way of stacking up. There's a great match here. Metcalf has got uh, 41 yards rushing and 10 carries. He's picked up 35 yards on two catches. So possibly uh, both Cherry Metcalf uh, and Chuck Foreman will probably go over the 100 yards today combined. Well, they'll be teammates in about a uh, month from now in that Pro Bowl game. Foreman already has 92 yards in offense. He's caught three for 28, 64 yards on the ground. Well, they've got, they've got the original Viking down there in the St. Louis camp. The team trainer out there with nothing on but a little short-sleeved red shirt. <laughs> and he trots off to the far sidelines. I don't know whether that's for a psychological boost to the Cardinals or not. But Bill Brown, of course, as everyone knows, up in the Viking land, always used to play without the sweatshirt or anything, the short sleeves, no matter how cold and miserable it was up here. Well, it's second down three. The Cardinals own the ball just shy of their own 45-yard line. We have 49 seconds left to go in the first half. It's deadlock at 7-all. Gray wide to the near side. Trip wide to the left is Earl Thomas, who caught a 13-yard touchdown strike from Jim Hart on the last possession. Now it's a double wing right as Metcalf moves in the slot. Hart dropping straight back to pass. Pump, close, onward, under thrown and behind. Mel Gray tried to come back for it at the 35. He was covered by Jeff Wright. Nate Wright was too far out on the sidelines. The ball was under thrown. It'll be third down. Deep hook, about a 15-yard hook, Joe. He would have been open, but he lost his footing at the 35. The field a little gummy. 44 seconds left to go in the first half. It's third down and three. Al Roberts, who has done an outstanding job of putting the Cardinals in great field position defensively, is loosening up on the sideline in case he has to put it away. Twice he's kicked the ball inside the two-yard line. Kane wide to the left, Gray wide to the near side right. Third down three. Cardinals at their own 45. On a fake. Oh, again, this to Metcalf. Looking for running room. He talks him, but he cuts back. And finally goes down at the 47 or 8-yard line. He appears to have the first down. Jeff Seaman had him blocked off in the backfield, but Metcalf eluded him. And Carl Eller finally caught him as Metcalf got upfield. And it looks like he did pick up the first down. We have the precise angle on this one, and they do pick up the first down by the width of the ball at their own 48-yard line. And the Cardinals take their second timeout. They have one remaining with 27 seconds left to go in a very exciting first half. Tomorrow, we've already indicated that Oakland hosts Miami later on today. Tomorrow on the uh, other first-round NFC game, the wildcard team, the Washington Redskins, are at Los Angeles against the Western champion Rams. And the Skins pretty handily defeated Los Angeles two weeks ago at the same Coliseum. And in the AFC first-round game tomorrow, the Eastern champion Pittsburgh Steelers with that awesome front four take on the wildcard team, the Buffalo Bills, with the incomparable O.J. Simpson at Pittsburgh. The winner of this game today, whether it be St. Louis or the Minnesota Vikings, will host the NFC Championship game a week from tomorrow. And, of course, the Vikings are very hopeful of winning this one today, and we'll be right back here at the Met if they can do just that, to take on the winner of the Washington-Los Angeles game. St. Louis has it on their own 48-yard line, 28 to 27 seconds left to go. They have one timeout remaining in the first half. It's 7-7. Gray comes wide to the right. Earl Thomas puts wide to the left. Metcalf going to line up in the slot of the double wing. Now he drops back into the deuce. Now he shifts, delayed into the double wing right. Hart dropping back to pass. Lutz throws a turnout. 
to Thomas, who makes the grab, and he goes out of bounds at the 41-yard line in Viking territory. They hook back in in front of Jackie Wallace. Oh, fine catch that time by Tom, Thomas on a sideline pattern. A little hook, and he went to the outside. Hart was right on target. Pickup of about 11 yards. That'll be another first down for the Cardinals. They have one timeout remaining. 20 seconds left here in the first half. Well, the big thing about that pass, not only the yardage game, but the fact that Thomas did get out of bounds with it. And it it's at the Viking 41-yard line. No flurries now starting to come down, Joe. But it's still not that cold. Well, we've got some ice skaters down below us where they have the Minnesota Twin insignia normally here at the Met. They've got a little ice rink there. Double slot right again. Now Hart looking, backing away, looking both left and right. Now he sets them, and he drops back to pass in the Vikings 41. He throws a sideline to the near side. Gray caught it out of bounds at the 24-yard line as Nate Wright backed way off of Mel that time, and Gray caught it and stepped out of bounds. He was wide open. Joe, fine pass protection again, enabling Jim Hart to just sit back there and pick his teeth. And a sideline pattern on the right side. Camaro Gray, he was wide open. Of course, they're trying to protect against the ball in the seven points. That's now they're well within Jim Backen's field goal range. Well, that's Gray's first reception of the afternoon. And now it's on the Viking 24-yard line with 15 seconds to go. First down, big red. The Vikings going with that 14-man defensive huddle, but the three break to the sidelines. They stay in their conventional four-man front. Hart back to pass. Winds up, throws in the middle, and it's caught at the seven-yard line. Again, Mel Gray with his second straight catch. Wallace made the tackle on the play, but it's first and goal St. Louis at the Viking six-yard line with six seconds to go. Well, see, actually, they could really have time for one quick play, Joe, a turnout or a slant. Uh, they can get that off well within six seconds. But again, uh, the coaches are just a little bit leery. You know, the clock... Uh, they might let it run down that extra second or two, and they might blow an opportunity for a field goal, so they're going to bring back it in right here. Well, they have no timeouts remaining, and that's really the key because uh, you can run a playoff in less than six seconds, but if a man does not get out of bounds and he stops short of the goal line, you're out of luck as well as time. And so Bakken is in to try for the field goal. As Paul mentioned a bit earlier, he is 13 out of 22 in the regular season as long as the 47 yards. Former quarterback at Wisconsin. Worley will hold. The kick will come from the 13, a 23-yard kick. There's a snap. There's the ball. There's the kick. It's up. And it is no good. He hooks it wide to the left from 23 yards out. I don't think Backen believes it either, Joe. He's a disgusted man right now. Backen hooks it to the left. What a break for the Vikings. Oh. I tell you, that young man won't do that too often. I'll tell you that. He was 13 out of 22. Longest field goal coming from 47 yards this year. And he just missed a chip shot. Well, he's one of five players in the National Football League history to score more than 1,000 points. 1,074 for Mr. Bakken, but he never missed a bigger one right there. It's not easy to miss one from there. <laughs> well, there's three seconds left to go in the first half, and it looks like the Vikings are going to be lucky to escape with a 7-7 tie here at half. Gilliam wide to the right, Lice wide to the left. Tarkington just falls on the ball. And there's the end of the first half, and Council Rudolph exchanges some questions with Dave Osborne as the gun sounds, and the teams head to the respective locker rooms. The end of the first half here at Metropolitan Stadium in snowy Bloomington, Minnesota with a score. The Minnesota Vikings 7, the St. Louis Cardinals 7. Let's pause for one minute on the Vikings KSTP radio network. There's a 
There's a kickoff by Freddie Cox, heading for the far side. Metcalf in a crowd, and he's got the ball at the 20, behind some blockers at the 25, cuts back and gets to the 28-yard line. Make it the 29, where he's piled up by Fred McNeil, the rookie linebacker from UCLA, with help from a couple other purple jerseys down there. Brent McClanahan also in there, and it'll be first down St. Louis on their own 29. The Vikings lead it for the first time this afternoon. Set up by Jeff Wright's interception, and ultimately put in front by Fred Cox's 37-yard field goal. And the defense, Joe, are going up. I'd like to get the uh, tenants here. I don't think there's that many no-shows here today. Well, you don't see very many. All right. Wide to the near side, Gray. Now they shift in the double slot right with Metcalf as a double wing right. Wide to the left is Earl Thomas. Hart hands off to Otis. Turns the corner, falls, and he cuts across the 30 to the 31-yard line. Pretty good block that time by Terry Metcalf. Had a standoff. Jeff Wright gets credit for the tackle, but Otis lost his footing as he tried to cut back in as he turned the corner. Roy went up about uh, two yards. It's second down and nine. The Cardinals have not had bad field position all day, and Jack Blasey to my right, who handles the phones for us in the broadcasting booth, says this might well have been St. Louis's worst field position of the day, starting out on their own 29. Now, Jackie Smith, who has not been thrown to today, the tight end for wide to the left. Unusual, Joe. Right. Have not gone to the fine tight end. Oh, the double wing with the tight end split. The pitch to Metcalf. Almost horrible. He did. He clubs it out to Mike Thomas. And he's right to score. I'd love to see that on replay, Joe. I don't know if it was Ronnie Hilgenberg just uh, knocked the ball loose again from Metcalf. Or it was uh, Marshall. But anyway, Nate Wright picked up the football, went right down the left sidelines, and he went in, right in the corner for the touchdown. A big break and two turnovers here early in the second half will account for 10 Viking points. Nate Wright picked that up at about the 18-yard line and carried it in. The near sideline just across the goal line, and the Vikings now lead it 16-7. Fred Cox will try for the extra point. There's a snap. There's the kick by Freddie the foot. And it's 17-7. The Vikings lead it. Nate Wright officially a 20-yard return on the recovered fumble for the touchdown. And with 10-29 left to go in the third period, which is all of a sudden blown up in the Big Reds' faces, the score is 17-7. The Vikes lead it. Let's pause for one minute on the Minnesota Viking KSTP radio network. Bringing you good Viking fans football on radio is just one of the good things Twin City Federal does for you. Here's another. And it's really a great idea for you savers who want to earn extra interest on your money. I'm talking about TCF's new telephone transfer service. This unique service enables you to transfer money from your TCF past card savings account where it earns daily interest to your checking account whenever you need it to cover a check. And it's all done by a simple phone call to Twin City Federal. By using TCF's telephone transfer service, you can keep those dollars that would otherwise be earning no interest working hard earning extra interest in a TCF past card savings account. Earning interest until you need money to cover a check. It's great for your personal funds, or if you're a businessman, for surplus company funds. There's no cost for this unique TCF service. So find out about it wherever those famous twin clocks splice the time and the temperature.
Joe McConnell and Paul Horning back at the astonished Metropolitan Stadium. The Vikings, one minute to the second after Fred Cox's field goal, score again. The first touchdown of the year for Nate Wright. His last interception was ten games ago. And he led the league for at least half a season yes, on six he did. interceptions. Well, he didn't intercept this one, but he was Johnny on the spot, or maybe more apropos Nate on the spot, as he picked up Metcalf's fumble and raced 20 yards for the touchdown. So the Vikings have scored ten points in a minute and lead it 17-7. to Cox kicks off again. Metcalf waits for it at the ten. Behind the wedge to the 20. 25, cuts to the left, back up the middle of the 30, and up to the 35-yard line. Bill Brown, the special teams captain, the 14-year bow-legged veteran from Illinois, the last of the original flat tops, made the tackle on the play. First down, St. Louis on their own 35. The Vikings, all of a sudden, after trailing 7-0 late in the first half, then lucky to get out with a 7-7 tie at the half, the Vikes have now suddenly shot in front 17-7. They got that veteran lineup. Matt Blair has been, re- been replaced today by Roy Winston on the left side. They got Hilgerberg, Seaman, and Hilton. And Winston, wide. Wide to the left is Earl Thomas. Mel Gray wide to the near side right. Hart will now be forced to throw. Swings it out to Metcalf on the left side. He gets a block. Cuts back at the 35. Breaks one tackle and gets to the 39. Big pilot. A real tough four yards to pick up on yes, a was. screen pass, a swing screen out to the left side, letting yep. his offensive uh, lineman on the left side get out in front of him. Roy Winston, Winston and Sutherland brought him down. Second down, six. Again, a four. Alan Page was blocked out of the play in the backfield as Metcalf did manage to turn the corner and work it for four yards. The ball at the big red, 39. Now it's J.B. Kane wide to the left. Mel Gray wide to the near side, and Jackie Smith, their fine tight end, is also split wide to the near side. Smith split about five yards. They've not thrown to him today, which is quite a surprise. He caught 25 during the regular season. Hard back to pass. Quick square out on the left side, and it's trapped incomplete at the 46-yard line, intended for Kane, and Hart threw it into the muddy turf here at the Met. It'll be third down and six yards to go. And if the Vikings can hold them here and march down for another score, the route might be on. Here comes Lutz, McPodal, and Terry Brown in as the Vikings go with a 14-man huddle. We'll wait and see now whether they go with a five-man pass rush with the six defensive backs. Well, they're sending Hilgenberg out right now, along with Seaman and Winston, the linebacker, so they'll go with a five-man front. It's third down and six. The Cardinals on their own 39. Double wing... Smith is also split, rolling to the right now as Hart swings it out in the right flat. Over-circled and tender receiver Mel Craig. Nate Wright was covering on the play. It's fourth down six. That was a turnout to the near side at the 47. A little bit high that yeah. time. Five Great. foot nine. Mel Craig could have used about two or three more inches, and it would have been a completed pass. Uh, is this the first punt for St. Louis today? I think no, it is. No, no, no. It's the first one in the second half. Of course, the two punts that Roberts kicked in the first half bottled the Cardinals right. up both right, times. Right at the one-yard line. Roberts in the punt, averaging 40 yards in the first half on two kicks. One that was dead at the Viking one, the other one at the Viking one and a half. He'll not get up there this time unless he kicks the hide out of it. There's a snap back. There's a kick. And he did not get a good one. He shanked it. He bounces at the 38, inside the 35, and it's going to roll dead at the Viking 33-yard line with a purple gang with third and play, leading it 17-7. Wally right in the middle of another pileup. 
Well, that's a 28-yard kick by Hal Roberts, his first poor effort of the day after two sensational kicks in the first half. He kind of squibbed that one off the right side of his foot. The Vikings have it just across the 33-yard line. We'll call it the 34. 9-13 left to go in the third period. The Vikings have scored here twice, both times set up with a defense. One on an interception, which led to a field goal. The other on a fumble recovery and return for the touchdown. Gilliam wide to the near side left, but wide to the right is Jim Lash. Here's the call now by Tarkenton. And he makes the line. He drops back a pass. Goes along with a tenant for Lash. And it's intercepted and dropped by Norm Thompson, who led the secondary for St. Louis with six interceptions on the year. And he had a better shot at that than the intended receiver, Jim Lash. His plan hung that one up a little bit at the big red 30-yard line. Thompson, a four-year veteran from Utah, had caught... Had intercepted six passes for 190 yards. He'd run one back, 56 yards for a touchdown. So it's second and ten as Fran went to the bomb on the first play. The Vikes have won six NFC Central Division titles in the last seven years. They've been to the Super Bowl twice. They've not come up with that big gold ring, and they're hoping to this year. This is the Cardinals' first playoff game of any kind since 1948 when they were back in Chicago. The last title was in 47, the Charlie Trippi era. Tarkington inside the 40 to break into the 40, 45, and up at the 49-yard line. 14-yard pickup by Chuck Foreman. Hey, let me tell you, he was one ankle from going all the way, but Clarence Duren tripped him up at the 46-yard line, and Foreman stumbled and fell at the 49, or he might have broken that one all the way. I think he's going to get his 100 yards today, Joe. He's got 83 and 15 carries. He's over the 100-yard combination day. He's got 28 yards on three catches. So that gives him 111 yards in offense today. Great day for Chuck Foreman. First down, Vikes on their own 49. Gilliam wide to the right, Lash wide to the near side. And Fran drops back to pass. Stays in the cup, throws along one intended for Gilliam. This time down the far side. He's got it. No, he's out of bounds. He's caught it at the 10. One foot in, one foot out. He beat Norm Thompson down the right sideline, but Fran hung it up just a little long. Yeah. It's a percentage pass, Joe. When you throw the bomb along the sidelines, you'll always see the quarterback a lot of times lead a guy right to the almost the out-of-bounds. And why is that? To protect against the interception. Very, very close call there. As you said, uh, Gilliam had Thompson beat by a step going down the right sideline. Fran just stood just a little bit too close to the sidelines. He had one foot in and one foot out. Ed White is back in the lineup after apparently having his ankle stepped on in the last series. And that's good news for Viking fans. Second down, 10. The ball at the Viking 49-yard line. Double wing, slot left. Here's the call. Fran drops back to pass on second and 10. Throws it out. Caught by Stuvoit, the tight end. He bounces off the first man and gets to the 40-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds. That's going to be a first down, too, Joe. He was pinned at the 45. He bounced away from Jimmy Talbert and picked up the necessary yardage, I believe. It's going to be very close. They're going to mark it back a little bit now. It's going to be close. I think he's going to be about the length of a football short. That's the first grab today for Stu Boyd, who caught 32 during the regular season. Good for five touchdowns and 268 yards. And they're going to measure. They bring the chains in all the way from the near sidelines across the way in front of the Cardinal bench to measure on this play. Now, the preliminary indications, the referee uh, marked it a little bit closer to the 40, but they moved it back a little bit now. So I think they're going to come up just a little bit sharp. The game continues at the beginning of side three to set number two.
indications. The referee uh, marked it a little bit closer to the 40, but they moved it back a little bit now, so I think they're going to come up just a little bit sharp. That's it. They need about four inches. Well, it'll be third down and inches to go. The ball just outside the St. Louis Cardinal 40-yard line. 8-15 left to go in the third period. The Vikings on the move again after taking a 10-point lead thanks to the defensive unit on an interception and a fumble return. Gilliam and Lash are out as Kingsrider and Alderman come in to block up front. Third down and less than a yard. A matter of inches. Well, they break the huddle. Carpenter brings them up. Lash and Osborne, the running back. King's rider, the wing on the right side. Everyone bunched in tight. Oh, he can throw it here. Brand gives on. Abu dies for the first time. Across the 40. Make a check foreman down to about the 37. He's just hurled the line of scrimmage. A great dive by Chuck Foreman for the first down. And it's at the Big Red 38. First down, Vikings. Chuck Foreman having possibly his greatest game of the year, at least as a runner. I'll tell you one thing. Again, they're going off the defensive left side. They've worked it over all day. Now Gilliam splits wide to the right. Jim Lash again comes wide to the near side left. First down for the Vikes on the St. Louis 38-yard line. Brand Tarkington. Drops back to pass. Sets up, throws the home run. He's got it. Paper Gilliam, he's got it for the touchdown. Down on the right side. He beat his man by five yards. Well, if he don't succeed once. Brand Tarkington experience of 14 years. He had beaten Thompson a couple of times earlier on the fly pattern. He comes right back to him. And Gilly was really streaking down the right sideline, Joe. Just that smooth gait. A real beautiful stride. And he just went by him. Beautiful pass by Tarkington, 23 to 7, and a 17 point first here in the first eight minutes of the third period. Could really put this ball game out of reach. A 38 yard touchdown pass, Tarkington to John Gilliam, who is having quite an afternoon against his former teammates. 66 yards in seven plays. The snap, the kick. No good and hit the upright. You're kidding. So Fred Cox has missed another extra point, his eighth of the year, but the score now remains with 7.32 to go in the third period. The Vikings 23 and the St. Louis Cardinals 7. More from the Met in 60 seconds. Here is an important point we want to make again and again and again. One of the really good inflation fighters is a savings account. When people save more money, it eases the pressures to raise prices. When people save more money, it creates new capital, the kind of capital needed to finance a productive economy. When you save at a savings and loan association, for example, those savings are used primarily to help build and buy homes. That's where capital is really needed today in the hard-pressed housing industry. When this country is building homes, it is building a solid economy, an inflation-fighting economy. And you are helping when you save at a savings and loan association. You are helping yourself. You are helping your country. Fight back at inflation. Save a little more than ever before. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal of Minneapolis, St. Paul. (laughs) 
Metcalf is deep, waiting for the kickoff from Fred Cox, who might be getting a little leg worry all of a sudden with a sudden work here in the third period. Still got seven and a half to go. There's the kick. This one's a deep one. Metcalf waits for it at the six, to the ten, to the fifteen, to the twenty, to the twenty-five, and he's buried at the twenty-seven or eight-yard line. Fred McNeil, first one down, and he has done a good job on a special team. Yes, he has. He's been on three or four of those tackles. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on the Vikings football network. 21 degrees in the Twin Cities, west winds at 14, some light snow, high tomorrow, 20 to 25. KSCP, St. Paul, Minneapolis at 202. First down, St. Louis on the 29. Thomas wide to the near side. Foot wide to the left is Merrill Gray. The Cardinals are going to have to pass now, trailing 23 to 7. High formation. Jim Hart, the quarterback. Now in motion away from the line and going to the left side is Metcalf. Hart drops back to pass. Pump plus twice. Oh, he's well. 18-yard line by Doug Sutherland, who cut him in half. Okay, Marshall was also there. Eller was there. The three men really beat. I think they had a double team on Alan Bates, but Sutherland almost cut Hart right in half. Well, they spotted at the St. Louis 20-yard line. A loss of 10 at second and 20. Joe, I just hate to uh, say this. But I think poise is beginning to show now. The Vikings have been in the playoffs the last six out of seven years. This is the first trip for St. Louis since 1948. And they, uh, they're not really out of it yet, but if they start throwing their game plan to the winds and just start really throwing it, help their sculpture pass patterns, they could really get beat bad from here on in. Chain wide to the left. Gray wide to the near side. Hard again back to pass on second and 20. Being rushed. Seven looked like he was held. Hard toes as he's hit by Jimmy Marshall. Incomplete as the other side of the receiver on the far sideline. Oh, uh, Jackie Wallace was smelling seven points. If that pass again, if Hart had not thrown that football over the uh, pass receiver's head, Wallace had a great beat on it and was coming up from about the 30-yard line. He could have made the interception, and it was all over then. Boy, Sutherland was really held on that play, but they got away with it. He got hooked and pulled down just as he was about to get to the quarterback, Jimmy Hart. And then Hart was hit from behind by Marshall just as he threw the ball. It's third down, 20 yards to go. The big red now beleaguered team as the Vikings are just pounding them and swarming them here in the third period, both offensively and defensively. I'm going to get a reservation back up here after Christmas. Wide to the left is Mel Gray. Wide to the near side is Earl Thomas. Oh, he had mine. In motion goes Metcalf. Hard again back to pass. Swings it out the left flat to Metcalf. He's one-on-one. And he gets out of bounds at the 22-yard line. As Jim White hung in there and made the tackle. A gain of about three yards. More important, it is fourth down. 17 yards to go. And credit Jeff Listen to the hand. The people here are standing up for the defense. Credit Jeff Wright with a great one-on-one tackle along the sidelines with Mr. Metcalf. Fourth and 17, and the Cardinals are forced to kick it away again. The Vikings have exploded for 16 points in the first five and a half minutes of the second half, and they lead it 23-7. They've got a short man up about the 48-yard line in case it is kicked short. Wallace will make the third catch. The Vikes have three men back. There's the snap, and there's the kick. A high kick, but not too deep. A lazy can of torn. But it bounces as Nate Wright lets it go. It bounces to the Viking 45, and it's going to roll dead at about the 40-yard line in Viking territory. And now the game has really turned in favor of the Vikes. Field position as well. They want any part of that punt. They could have 
called for a fair catch, Joe, and probably got it about the 45 yards. They're lucky they didn't get a uh, bounce a little bit further against them there. Ball only bounced five yards. Well, it's a soft field, and that gave St. Louis two big breaks in the first half. First down for the Vikes on their own 40-yard line. 6.29 left to go in the third period. And needless to say, this has been the pivotal period of this ball game. The Vikes break out of the huddle, sending Jim Rice wide to the right. Gilliam again wide to the near side. He has pulled in two Tarkington touchdown tosses today. Hands off the Pullman on the sweep of the right side, turns the corner, cuts outside across the 45 and stumbles across the 50-yard line where he's knocked out of bounds. Oh, a 10-yard sweep to the right, and he's close now. I think he's over the 90-yard mark. 95 yards and 17 carries. You know, Fran has really warmed up here. He's 8 on 15 now for 111 yards, two touchdown passes, one of 16 yards to John Gilly, want to roll out right, and then a 38-yard bump. First down for the Vikes on the St. Louis 49-yard line. A pickup of 11 by Chuck Foreman. Wide to the right goes Gilliam. Again, Lights wide to the near side. The Purple Gang right now really putting it on St. Louis here in the third period. A call by Fran Tarkington. He gives to Foreman again. He cuts to the right side where they've been working all day, and he gets about three yards to the 46-yard line. So you're playing on the defensive right side of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. You've got to be wondering... They just never run at you. Ron, Ron Yankowski hasn't been mentioned too much. Pete Barnes, the only time we've mentioned his name, is in a passing situation when he's been around the play. Only because it's a Viking running offense is really running away from that uh, defensive right side. They're really working on Leo Brooks, Council Rudolph, and Larry Stallings. All right, it's second down and a short eight. The ball of the St. Louis 46. The give now to Ozzie. He breaks one tackle, two tackles, battles across the 40 to the 39, but a penalty flag is thrown. Again, on the uh, right side of the offense. Looks Gary. like Ed White again. It's going to be a holding call against the Vikings. Oh, that's too bad because Ozzie had really battled for about six to seven yards and was close to the first down at the St. Louis 39. It'll be a 10-yard offensive holding call against the Vikes. In this half, the St. Louis Cardinals have had possession of the football four times for 44 seconds, for 42 seconds, 56 seconds, and 41 seconds. They haven't had it too long. Ten-yard penalty marked off against the Vikes, takes it back into purple territory at the 44, making it second down 18. 5.03 to go in the third period. 23-7, to 7, the Vikes lead it. If you were listening to the first half and came back in late, you probably don't believe the score, but that's exactly what it is. 23 to 7 after a 7 7 tie at halftime. Vikings had it seven and a half minutes, Joe, and St. Louis three. Gilliam wide to the right, Lash wide to the near side, and they've not thrown in Jimmy's direction but once today, and it was almost picked off on a deep pass pattern. I'll bet he gives him some room this time. They got him double covered. They got Gilliam double covered. And wings it down the middle, incomplete, intended for. Stuboit the tight end. He was double covered on the play by the linebackers, Arneson and Stallings, and the ball was thrown wisely into the ground. I tell you, he came right back. He was going to throw a bomb on the right side with Gilliam against Thompson again, Joe, but the St. Louis defense had rotated into a zone on that side with the safety man, Jim Talbert, uh, covering Gilliam deep. Steve George is then replacing uh, Council Rudolph in that front four now for the Cardinals. It's third down 18. The Vikes on their own 44-yard line. 
Flash wide to the near side, split wide to the right is Gilliam. And a double wing right. Yes, he's in the slot to the right. Flashing to bootlegs and comes back to the left side. Looking downfield. He throws. And it's intercepted by Roger Woolley. He stepped in front of Gilliam to make the interception. Here he hauls him down from behind at the big red 48-yard line. There's the second interception by the St. Louis secondary of the day. Worley had caught and intercepted two during the regular season. The ball was intended for Gilliam. Worley played it beautifully, stepped in front of John, picked it off, and returned it back up to his own 48-yard line. I won't say too many days for Fran Tarkin. He'll throw two interceptions in one game, and we still have 4.47 to go here in the third period. Actually, uh, over the year, he's averaged, Joe, one interception per 30 attempts throwing the football. So he's got two interceptions. It's 16 attempts now. First down, St. Louis missed their best field position of the second half. Thomas wide to the left, Gray wide to the right, and it gives to Otis, who bangs across the 50, grabbed by Alan Page, and hauled in. Reeled in like a big cod at the 48-yard line. A gain of about four, second down, along six. 4.35 left to go in the third period. The Vikings scored very quickly as they kicked off to St. Louis. On the second play, Hart was intercepted by Jeff Wright, who returned it to the Cardinal 44-yard line, and that set up a Fred Cox field goal. Then, one minute exactly after the Vikings had gone in front for the first time, Metcalf trapped behind the line on a sweep, lost the ball, Nate Wright picked it up and scampered 20 yards for a touchdown. Wide to the near side, J.D. Kane, wide to the left gray, and a give to Otis. He's got a little running room, and he barges off of one man, bangs inside the 45 to about the 43-yard line. Alan Page made the tackle. He's going to be about a yard shy of the first down, maybe two. Foreman officially in the ballgame now has carried 17 times for a net of 98. The ball is at the Viking 44-yard line, third down to St. Louis. They have not picked up a first down in the third period. Very few no-shows here at Snowy Metropolitan Stadium today. And they're chanting defense, defense. Wide to the left goes Earl Thomas. Wide to the near side is Mel Gray on third and two. Hart has kept it on the ground in this series. And he fakes to Otis. Pumps once, twice, throws it on. Right and take it to Mel Gray. He can't reach it. It's out of bounds. Gray had beaten Nate Wright on a corner pattern down the near sidelines. But Hart hung it up and threw it long and wide. Again, the quarterback throwing the bomb on the right side. Now, if he would have led him uh, to the post a little bit more, Joe, it could have been seven. But again, you'll see most of your quarterbacks, and uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier, they'll throw it close to uh, the sideline to protect against the interception. But uh, Hart should have realized that he had his man beaten that time. All he had to do, he hung it up well enough, but he threw it too far to the sidelines. Mel Gray had Nate Wright beaten by about three strides. He could have run under the ball and gathered it in for a touchdown. Well, will be uh, probably closer to the punt here, depending on which side he's going to kick it out. He'd sure like to feather it down inside the tent. Well, three men are deep, and Hal Roberts gets the kick away. Oh, a very high-hanging kick, not too deep. And Nate Wright calls for the fair catch of the Viking 14-yard line. And went down on one knee to make sure. So the Vikes will take it over first and ten on the Minnesota 14-yard line with three minutes and 12 seconds left to go in the third period. The score, the Vikings 23, the St. Louis Cardinals 7.
for the Vikings on the 14-yard line. Gilliam wide to the right. Flash wide to the near side left. And off goes to Ozzie. Cuts back in as they tried the left side, which is the right side of the St. Louis defensive alignment. One of the few times they've come back to the left side, and he picked up about three or four yards. Mark Arneson, the middle linebacker, a very active middle linebacker. He's been tackle. very active today, Joe. We mentioned he only weighed 223 pounds, but he's playing behind a pretty big defensive line. Especially on the inside with Brooks and Rowe, both about 270 pounds. And Arneson is really a pretty active linebacker. Now they go in the odd man set, head up uh, one defensive tackle, head up Tinglehawk. Second down five as Ozzie got to the 19. Carson rolls to the right. He's going to run. Now he throws on the right. He caught to Gilliam. It goes out of bounds, and he's out of bounds when he made the grab, and a penalty flag is thrown. And it he looks like it. it may be an offensive holding call again. Fran almost had the corner turn, and he might have been across the line of scrimmage. That's what the flag is, I believe. Yeah, the pass was incomplete. Gilliam could not hold on as he went out of bounds. Fran was beyond the line of scrimmage. Beyond the uh, line of scrimmage. Well, he was running full speed ahead. Of, it's going to be a loss of a down. Well, it was second and five at the 19, and Fran did throw that ball at about the 20-yard line. Can't imagine why he would throw it at that point when he had about four or five more yards of daylight in front of him. So it's a five-yard penalty, loss of down, making it third and ten, and it moves back to the Viking 14-yard line. Two thirty-one to go in the third period. Well, if the Cardinals can hold here and gain good field position, the next possession becomes very important. Should they score, they could get their way back into the ball game. Gilliam wide to the right, flash wide to the left, Fran drops straight back to pass, has time, swings it out to Ozzie at the 15, heads to the 20, and pulls his way up to the 23-yard line, but he's going to be maybe about a yard shy of the first down. He just lowered his head and hurtled for the last two or three yards trying to get the first down, but he's a yard short, it's fourth and one, and the Vikes will be forced to punt it away. Joe, Aishas uh, got a pretty good uh, wind at his back here. Let's see if he can get his foot into one. Uh, again, keep in mind, Terry Metcalf, the only man back on punt return for the Cardinals. Metcalf has averaged better than 13 yards on 26 punt returns as long as the 43 yards. He led the league in kickoff returns. With 20 uh, kickoff returns, he averaged better than 31 yards, including a 94-yard kickoff return for a touchdown during the season. So he is explosive every time he gets his hands on the ball. He's fumbled twice today, too. Yes, one he has. A big one. Turned in uh, for a score with Nate Wright. The other, the Cardinals recovered. There's a snap. Aishai gets the kick away. Line drive. Moving kick. Kick. And beautiful coverage that the Vikings got down very quickly. It was not a very high kick, but it was a long driving kick. About a 45-yard kick. 46 to be precise. One of his longest punts of the year. And now the Cardinals will put it in play. First and 10 on their own 31-yard line. Three Vikings got down there very quickly as Metcalf was driven clear to the far side and had to come back to the near side. And the Vikings got down with some great pursuit to nail him for no gain. A minute and 34 seconds left to go in the third period. The Cardinals now are forced with almost a must-score situation on this possession. They trail 23-7. to Gray wide to the near side. Put wide to the left is Earl Thomas, who's had a good afternoon. Double wing, slot right. Otis is in the slot this time. Metcalf is a setback. Dropping back his heart. Looking for Metcalf, and it's not down by Terry Marshall. 
Marshall put the heat on. Hart tried to sidearm it and throw it right into him. Number 60, Roger Finney from Florida A&M, a six-year veteran, playing left tackle, Joe. Our left guard, they had a, uh, trying to block Marshall. He just really defeated him easily. Hart did not have a chance. We ought to mention the fact that the... The all-timer on the St. Louis team, Ernie McMillan, the offensive captain, a 14-year veteran from Illinois, is not dressed today. He had a pinched nerve in his neck and is missing this ball game. St. Louis's first playoff game in his long career. What a great guy, too, and a great leader for the St. Louis Cardinals. Kane wide to the left, Gray wide to the near side right, second and ten. Hart back to pass, now swings it out of the backfield. <laughs> oh, is he hit by Seaman and Hilkenberg? Oh, baby! That was Jim Otis. And he just got high load and really planted over there. And let me tell you, Marshall put another tremendous rush on and almost knocked that pass down. Well, it's going to be third down still for St. Louis and 10 yards to go. The ball in the big red, 31 and a half. 15 years of professional football. Number 70 from Ohio State. I'll tell you, at Ohio State, they turn out some football players. Wow. Marshall still has his consecutive game string going also. We've lost track of it. It's up around 210 now. The longest in the NFC. Thomas wide to the left. Wide to the near side is Gray on third and 11th. Call it. And Hart drops back to pass again. Being rushed. Sutherland grabs him. He gets away. He throws it on with a tenant for Gray. And it is caught by Gray. He comes back to the 40. Running laterally. And he's finally hit from behind and dropped at the Viking 40 yard line. Oh, Sutherland had a real shot at Jim Hart. He, oh, coming in from Hart's right side. He got a hold of Hart, but Hart sprung free and found Mel Gray. Threw it up for grabs, really, Joe. Gray just made uh, a real good one on one effort for the football and came up with it first down. Well, he was covered by two Viking defenders, but he managed to come back for the ball. He caught it as deep as a 35 and came all the way back outside the 40 and was finally nailed at the Viking 40-yard line. A big game for St. Louis. The gun sounds ending the third quarter, which has been virtually all Minnesota. The Vikings score 16 here in the third period, and of one quarter to go, they lead the Cardinals 23-7. Play continues in one minute on the Minnesota Vikings KSTP Radio Network. names and watches is Walton. And right now, Twin City Federal makes it easy for you to own a Walton. With a qualifying deposit, you can take your choice at a remarkably low price. McConnell and Paul Horning back at the Met. And the attendance here today, despite the inclement weather, 44,626. So we have less than 4,000 no-shows at 3796 to be exact. And that uh, says a lot for these fans up here, Joe. And 
below uh, 30 degree temperature and sweet Olsen can get the ribs ready over Mama Lou's. I had a bet with him that uh, they'd have over 40,000 today here for the game. Oh, so I'm going to get my little free uh, rib dinner after the game. That's a bit, yeah, I was going to say that's a big rib dinner. He don't know what I'm going to do. I like to just, you know, just buy dinner for everybody in the house and give him the check. I'll be there. <laughs> One quarter to go. 23 to 7. The Vikes lead it. The Cardinals have the ball on the Viking 40 yard line thanks to a long, long completion to Mel Gray on a play that broke down in the backfield. His heart eluded Doug Sullivan, who had a grasp on him. So everybody in the stands can go over to Mamaloos and get a free dinner. <laughs> we gives them any trouble, just tell them to charge it to me. I'll take care of it. Wide to the right now. <laughs> Wide to the right is Mel Gray. Wide to the near side is J.B. Kane. Here's the call now by Jim Hart. Hart takes into Otis. Back to pass. Swings it down the right sidelines. Not going in. Completed center for Mel Gray. And a great play by Nate Wright and knocked it away just in Beautiful. time. Had a square out and goal call. They rotated uh, away from Mel Gray that time. They did have him a little deep coverage with Jeff Wright helping out. I tell you, not going to be too many times where Mel Gray is not going to have two men on him. You know, we mentioned Gilliam being an ex-Cardinal. So is Nate Wright. And they have scored three touchdowns between them today. 14.55 left to go in this first-round NFC playoff game. The winner... Sometimes these trades come back to haunt you, don't huh. they? The winner hosts the NFC Championship game a week from tomorrow against the winner of the Ram-Washington Redskins game at the Coliseum tomorrow. Double wing another, spot left. They'll get another interception here in the fourth grade because Hart's really putting the football up here. Well, Hart back to pass. Stays in the pocket, throws one out. And it didn't, it's incomplete. It was caught by Thomas, but he came out of bounds on the near sidelines at about the 29. He was covered by Hilgenberg and Jackie Wallace. 13 out of 29 now for Hart for 142. I got to mention Jackie Wallace today. A lot of the local fans up here have been on Jackie. He's been burned a few times this year, but Wallace has played as, as well today, Paul, as he's played all year. He really has. And again, the strangest thing in the in the St. Louis Cardinal offense, as far as I'm thinking, Joe, is Jackie Smith, Smith their fine tight end, has not caught a pass. Gray has caught four for 62, and Thomas four for 47. But their fine tight end. Has not caught a pass. Third and ten. And hard again. Back to pass. Five-man rush. Being chased by Sullivan. Swings it out. Almost intercepted and dropped by number 81, Carl Oh, the rush was on. And Hart threw it up for grabs. But it's forced down and ten. Try that again. As uh, Eller says, I'll take another shot at it. He threw it right at Eller. A little high. Went right through his hands. First downs now. Even 13 apiece. Rushing yards. St. Louis... 89, Minnesota now starting to really get some yardage on the ground. 147 rushing. Total yards, 266 for Minnesota, 226 for St. Louis. Number of plays, St. Louis, 51, Minnesota, 48. Robertson to punt for the Cardinals. The Vikings again drop two men deep at the corners and Wallace in the middle. There's a snap. Roberts will try to feather it. He kicks it straight up in the air. A high-hanging punt. Not too deep. It should be covered. Oh, it bounces into the end zone. That time the Cardinals have it in back. But it bounced at the eight and scooted this time in across the goal line. And the Vikings will put it in play at the Minnesota 20-yard line. 14-34 left to go here in the final period. 
And the Vikings could possibly be about 14 and a half minutes away from hosting the NFC title game here a week from tomorrow. And I hope they delay my trip to Hawaii at least till January the 12th. <laughs> I'm sitting on goal. Not a bad spot to be, Joe, Hawaii. I wouldn't know. I've heard hey, it's nice. <laughs> Slot left. Gilliam lining up inside Jim White. And now here comes Ozzie as a wing and the double wing to the right. Foreman gives to... Or rather, Ozzie Tarkin gives to Foreman, who burrows underneath, veering to the right for about two yards. And that should put him at the century mark. It does. 18 carries for 100 yards. Council Rudolph made the tackle on the play. It will help you probably get an announcement here, and you're going to hear a cheer come up in the next four or five minutes because Joe mentioned early it's the first time this year that a Vikings uh, running back has gone over 100 yards. I think Ozzy had, had it once race. and in got Chicago. back to 98 yards. but uh, Lost four in his last carry after he'd gone over the century mark. All right, slot left, high formation. Second down eight. Bikes in their own 22-yard line. And Fran keeps it on the ground, and he gives to Ozzy, who is nailed right at the line as he ran right into big Bob Rowe, 6'4", yeah, 270. Didn't fool anybody that time. Going out of the eye formation, Joe, uh, they call it today a little misdirection, but it's a false trap play. The guards pull. They don't even block the defensive tackle, hoping that Brooks, who's playing head up Ed White, will go with uh, White when he pulls to the right. And they hand the ball right there, hoping that the defensive tackle will take himself out of the play. But well, he was not fooled. No game for Ozzie. It's still third and eight. Let's hope the Vikings don't put their offense to bed right now. We've still got a quarter to play. Slot left, eye formation. And Fran rolls to his right, looking, throws back in the middle. Caught by Foreman at the 28. He beats the linebacker to the 35, to the 40. Cuts back in and slips and falls. He makes the cut by Roger Worley and goes down at the Vikings 42-yard line, but it's a first down. He was going to smell a goal line that time, Joe. He would have beaten Worley, hadn't he... Uh, well, they mark it at the Viking 41, but it's still a first down for Minnesota. 12-50 and counting. Left to go in the ballgame. The Vikes on top, 23-7. Four pass catches now for Foreman for 48 yards. Caught one of 14, one six, one eight, one this one for 20. You know, despite the fact that he did not play at all in the final game and just a couple of plays in the uh, game against Atlanta, he's still got to be high on the list for most valuable player. He scored 15 touchdowns to lead all of the NFL this year. High formation, slot left, and the give goes to the first man, Ozzie, and he gets the yard the hard way. Maybe two to about the 43. It's second down eight. Council Rudolph again there to bring him down. I'll tell you who's going to make it in the AFC. It'll be Kenny Stapler. Already been voted the AFC Player of the Year. That's what I said. I knew he was going to get it. <laughs> Less than 12 minutes remaining. And the bikes break the huddle. Jim Lash puts wide to the left. And Gilliam, who has caught two big touchdown passes, wide to the near side right. He'll be operating against his old buddy, Norm Thompson. Here's the call now by Tarkenton. This backfield to give to Ozzy, who slants off the left side and gets across the 45 up to about the 47-yard line. Pete Barnes got an ankle. They'll bring him down. Clock continuing to really play an important factor now. It's clicking down. 11.28 to go. Vikings would love nothing better, Joe, to really keep it on the ground, which about three or four first downs they'd settle here. That would run off at least well, four or five minutes off that clock. Grady Alderman replaces Chuck Goodrum in the offensive line at left, offensive tackle. It's third down and three as Ozzie picked up six on the last carry. Gilliam wide to the left, 
Flash wide to the near side. Ozzie and Foreman have gone all the way at the running backs. And the fake rolling to the right is Tarkin being chased. Turns the corner, goes out of bounds at the 47-yard line. He was chased out of there by Big Bob Rowe, but really the heat was applied by Council Rudolph as they faked the inside slant, almost to the counter rollout uh, draw again that worked well in the first half to Foreman. And he kept coming to the near side looking downfield, but uh, he lost about three as he ran out of bounds with it. And so it's fourth down and six, and the Vikings are forced to punt again. 10.56 left to go in the game. 23-7, Minnesota leading. Two big turnovers in the first four minutes of the second half have been the has been the big difference in this ball game. The interception set up the go-ahead field goal, and the fumble recovery led to an instant touchdown when Nate Wright picked it up and rambled 20 yards for the score. Metcalf is back in single deep safety. High side set to kick it away. Runs forward. There's the kick. They put on a single-man rush, and it was close. Metcalf waits for it. It bounces. Bam! Inside the 15. And it's going to roll dead at the big red 11-yard line. So I shot, got a good kick away. A 44-yard punt. An action break in today's Viking-St. Louis game with a score 23-7. The Vikes on top in the fourth period. More from the Met in 60 seconds. There are two very important kinds of interest, and you get them both from your local savings and loan association. You get a generous rate of interest. You can always be sure of that. Your money is always there when you want it. All the money you have saved, plus the generous interest you have earned. Another important kind of interest is the interest that your local savings and loan association has in your own community. The money you save is put to work helping people build and buy homes. And that is in the very best interest of your community. Savings and loan money stays in your community, works in your community, and it helps to build the solid kind of economic base that takes the edge off inflation. Interest that makes your money grow. Interest that helps to build the community. You get both kinds of interest from your savings and loan association. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis, St. Paul. McConnell, along with Paul Honing, back at the Met, where more than 44,600 fans have turned out under gray overcast skies and snow flurries today. Temperatures all around 20 degrees. To watch this playoff game with the Cardinals. First down, Senator Joe was just about good. Cardinals on their own 11-yard line. Gray wide to the far side. Split wide to the near side is Earl Thomas. Jim Hart, who's been under heavy pressure in the second half, drops back to pass, swings it out, caught by Thomas on a quick turnout. He gets away from Hilgenberg, runs into Jackie Wallace, and Wallace stops him at the 19. And Thomas and Wallace uh, want to go at it a little bit. Looked like Jackie tried to steal the ball away. Whistle had already sounded. So the ball will be marked at the 19, a gain of 11, on a quick turnout to the big wide receiver, Earl Thomas. It's second down, and about a yard. They gave him nine on the play. Thomas goes out, and J.B. Kane hustles in with a play from Don Coriel. We just briefly mentioned Coriel's great job at St. Louis, Paul, but certainly not to uh, not to slight him in the least. He probably ought to be coach of the he year. Probably will be. He has really done a, a great job Fantastic of turning around a losing franchise with not too many trades. 
And this is the second year, and they made the playoffs. Back to pass, Hart on second and one. Looks long. Pass time. Over the middle. Here, almost intercepted, knocked away by Jackie Wallace, who went up and over Mel Gray, who's only 5'9". Jackie, about 6'3". Almost picked that one off in St. Louis territory. Third down and one. He'll get one for the day's over with. One overthrown pass against the Viking. Now, of course, they're playing pass, Joe. Uh, he had it down the waist there, figuring uh, third down, about one yard to go for the first down. He'll come back with it, try to pick it up now. Third and one, clock stopped with 9.48 to go. Uh, Kane stays in there. He's wide to the near side. They have two tight ends in now. Three backs are in there, and and now Woodard shifts one step over to the right. And again, he didn't get it. Here's the Metcalf, and he is nailed for a loss. Oh, it was right there, Joe. Also, Seaman. Yes, Seaman really blew in there and submarined the whole thing. And they stopped him for a yard loss out of that power eye, which has not been all that successful today, and it's fourth and two. Week, the Vikings will probably play right here, and this will be the first game in the playoff show. Be another noon game. Another Saturday night to left guard. I can't handle it. <laughs> You'll find a way. <laughs> McCullum and Nate Wright are the two deep men. Wallace is tucked up between them at about the 45 in Viking territory as Hal Roberts is set to punt it away again now for St. Louis. There's a snap. He gets it away. High kick. Fair catch. Nope. Wallace drops back, takes it at the 40, and goes down at the 43-yard line. Down quickly was Gary Hammond to make the tackle for St. Louis, along with uh, Pearl Scales, would you believe? <laughs> Unusual name. A rookie from North Texas State, a cornerback. So the Vikes take over, first and ten on their own 43-yard line, a three-yard return by Jackie Wallace on a 39-yard kick. 8.47 left to go in the game. Jim Lash goes wide to the left. Boy, I would love to see him get a touchdown pass. If anyone's earned it, he has. Gilliam in the slot to the left. Gives now to Foreman on the sweep to the right side. And he bangs across the 45 to about the 46-yard line. Big pile up as they roll over near the near sidelines. Council Rudolph and Mark Arneson in there. Along with Jim Talbert, the uh, strong side safety. Second down seven, a gain of three as Foreman has gone over the 100-yard mark. First Viking running back this year. And, of course, the playoffs are all important now. This is the first game of the new season. They just announced it to the crowd. They were one play late. Foreman gets a fine hand from the near-capacity crowd here at the Met. Wide to the near side is Gilly. Split wide to the left is Lash. Second down, seven. Ball at the 46. And again, the Foreman slides to the outside. Almost broke away, but he's hauled down by a shoestring tackle at the 49. Arneson again. Yes, Mark Arneson has been all over the field for St. Louis today. The game continues at the beginning of side four.
Stokes to St. Louis today. A gain of three more, it's third and four. And had Foreman gained just a little quicker, breaking to the outside, he might have topped that one for 15 or 20 yards as he had some daylight heading for the far sideline. Third and four, the Vikes near the midfield stripe at about their own 48 and a half. Let's see come out with the little circle here. Flash again puts wide to the far side. Gilly again wide to the near side. John Gilliam. Brian might keep it on the ground here. Nope, he's going to hurt right to the right. Looking down for the swing it out. Hook to the field. Schubert inside the 40 to the 35. Schubert for the second ground. As they go setting down on a little pattern to the right side. And Tartson rolling to the right, hitting beautifully. Making the tackle on the play was Terrence Gunn, who has had his hands full of free safety this afternoon, along with Jim Talbot. First down for the Vikes on the big road, 35. You know, this has been an unusual series, Paul, in five regular season meetings between these two ball clubs. The Cardinals on a 3-2 edge, and the home team has never won. This is the third meeting this year. Won a preseason in Canada at St. Louis, and of course that Monday night game in the eighth week of the season, ninth week of the season in St. Louis. The Vikings won the two previous tries. Slot left, first down. Minnesota on the big red 36. And goes to Ozzy. Looking to the left side. Miles attorney corner is hit and pushed back. Norm Thompson, the cornerback, made the tackle on the play, and Ozzy got about two yards to the 34. It'll be second down and eight. The clock continues to wind down. Six minutes and ten seconds to go in the game. 32 rushes for scrimmage now for the Vikings' ground offense. Ozzy's got 37 yards on 12 days. He's also got 28 yards on three catches. Foreman was the leading rusher in the NFC, despite the fact he missed most of the last two ball games, and uh, he was sixth in overall pass receptions and set a team record with 53 this year. Gilliam wide to the near side. Skip wide to the left of Jim Lyons. Second down. We'll follow the short nine. Back to pass. Fran. Pumps. Now swings around to the backfield. Ozzie. He's at the 35. Beats the 1930. Out of the bounds. It's a 25-yard line. Pulled out by Larry Starling. And he ran right by Norm Thompson. Beautiful. Ran right by Thompson. Uh, pass uh, should have been uh, good for about maybe two yards. But he beat... Norm Thompson on the right sidelines and got the first down. Big play by Jay Rossi. The ball at the St. Louis 25-yard line. 5.36 to go in the game. First down, the Vikings on the move again. Well, the Cardinals got this far. Playoffs. Again, I think just to edge and experience, the Vikings have been here. Well, the one mistake led to a couple more, and that was the ball game. High formation, slot to the near side right. Parkinson, here's the Ozzie first man through. Takes across the 20 to the 15 and down to the 13 yard line. And again, it was Clarence Gillen that saved the touchdown. But a 12 yard kick up on a quick opener right up the middle by Dave Osborne. Ten years out of the University of North Dakota. First down, Vikings on the St. Louis 13. Mike breaks the huddle and Gilliam goes wide to the left and Lyles comes wide to the near side right. Loose backfield, Ozzy on the left, Foreman on the right. Parkinson, this time gives to Foreman. And he is nailed for about a yard gain pushback. It'll be second and nine on the big red 12. 
Vikings started on their own 43 and have kept it on the ground most of the way, with the exception of the swing pass to Osborne. Well, no gain on the play. It's second and ten as they moved it back to the original line of scrimmage, the 13-yard line. 4.35 to go, and the clock continues to run. Watch Gilly. He's already caught two for touchdowns. Lined up wide to the right this time. Live wide to the left. To watch the back speed. Francis drops back to pass, swings it out on the left side. They're forming at the 20, to the 15, to the 10. And he cuts back, and he goes down as he's putting Austin again at the six-yard line. Andy Maurer again sprung him with another fine block on that little A&B circle out to the left side, and his foreman tried to go back. He slipped and fell at about the seven-yard line. So it'll be third down. Third down and four. The ball at the St. Louis Cardinals seven-yard line. Well, Foreman's the leading rusher in this football game. And with that catch, he is the leading pass receiver also. Last wide to the left. Gilliam comes wide to the near side. And it's a double wing shot left with Foreman in the slot to the left side. Third down four from the Cardinal seven-yard line. And Fran gives to Ozzie, struggling up the middle inside the five. He dies all the way down near the three, maybe the two-yard line. Oh, what a second effort. Just a straight hand off to Ozzie. He would not be stopped. He was actually hit just about the five-yard line, Joe, and that would have been short of the first down. Would have brought on Freddie Cox. But a great second effort by Ozzie. He hit one man. It might have been Arneson in there and just going over him. Looks like they got the first down. No, they move it back to the three. Quick oh, whistle. The one. Bad call by the referee. It's going to be fourth down. Now they're going to measure. The ball, I thought he got at least to the two and actually wound up near the goal line. But they move it all the way back out to the Cardinal three-yard line. And they made it. Yes. Very quick whistle. Well, that would have been a first down. He got all the way down to the one-yard line. Well, it's fourth down, less than a yard. They're going to go for it. They've already got the game wrapped up with a 23 7 lead. No point in bringing in Freddie. Here comes Kingsrider and Alderman in. And Lyles and Gilliam, the two wide receivers, head for the Viking bench across the way. 3 18 left to go in the game. Now we start the clock again. Fourth down, less than a yard on the St. Louis three. They break the huddle. Kingswider will line up as a wing on the right side. Ozzie and Foreman are running backs. Here's the call on fourth and less of the yard. Foreman is in for the touchdown. As he leaps over the line, he's going in for the side. Chuck Foreman, three yards for his first touchdown in the playoffs. Beautiful blocking off the left side. Had a reverse spin out, handed back to Foreman, going right up the middle. And he kind of slid off his left guard and left tackle, Goodman and Sunday. Andy Morrow is also there. 57 yards and nine plays for the score. And the Vikings are going to represent the NFC in the championship game next Sunday. The NFC Central Division, I believe. Cox will attempt the PAT with 2.51 remaining. Klaus wait for the snap. The ball is down. The kick is through, and it's 30 to 7. The Vikings have turned it around here in the second half. After being lucky to escape with a 7-7 tie at halftime, two big turnovers really took the Cardinals out of contention, and the Vikings lead it now 30 to 7 with 2.51 remaining. More from the net in 60 seconds. 
One of the really good inflation fighters is a savings account. The more you save, the less you spend. That's good for fighting inflation, and it's good for you. And when you save at a savings and loan association, your money is used primarily to help people build and buy homes. That's where money is really needed today. And that's where money really works hard to build a solid economy. So don't give up on inflation. Fight back. Save a little more than you think you can. That money will grow. It's guaranteed to grow. And that helps you stay ahead of inflation. But most important, you are putting that money safely to work where it is needed the most in our country. Helping people to build and buy homes. So fight back at inflation. Save money. The money you save at a savings and loan association works hard for you and your country, too. This message was presented in the interest of the savings and loan industry by Twin City Federal in Minneapolis-St. Paul. McConnell and Paul Herring back at a jubilant Metropolitan Stadium here in Bloomington where the Vikings have routed the St. Louis Cardinals in the second half of this first round playoff game. It's 30-7. Cox set to kick it off now. Metcalf is back with Moss and Hammond, the receivers on the wings. And he just squids one down the middle and it's sealed again by Hart of the linebacker. And this time he's going to do it. He bounces off of one man as he lowered his head, bounced away and got back to the 35, making the 36 yard line. And again, it was the rookie, the number one draft choice from UCLA, linebacker Fred McNeil, with finally bulldog and down. Oh, he got the being helped off. He hit right into him. Yeah. Head on collision. Helmet to helmet. <laughs> Hold your head up. 2.42 to go in the game, and the Cardinals have it on their own 36-yard line, and they've got to be a downcast bunch, but of course, nobody nobody really in the NFL thought that St. Louis would be a playoff contender, let alone make it to the playoffs, and they've had a successful year no matter what happened today. Well, it looked like the Cardinals were ready to roll and be, uh, make a real competitive game out of this. They scored first, and then 30 unanswered points. It just paved the way for a Viking easy victory in the second it goes to Otis, looking for running room outside, but he's grabbed by Hilgenberg, and Marshall came over the top to help make sure, and he goes down at the 35-yard line, and he actually lost about a yard. Yeah, they give him a yard up to the 36 at second down nine. Cardinals lining up without a huddle. Hart back to pass on second and nine. Lines up, throws on out, caught by Gary Hammond, who's into the ball game, and he's nailed immediately over on the far sideline at the 46-yard line in big red territory. It should be enough for the first down. As Jeff Wright knocked him out of bounds, Hammond caught only two passes during the year, playing behind Mel Gray, but as we mentioned, he did come in in one ball game and throw an 81-yard touchdown pass on a, an option play to the tight end Jackie Smith, and that was the longest scoring play from the line of scrimmage in the NFC this year. Bob Lipsman is in there, bench warmer Bob playing up front. He made one big quarterback sack in the first half of this ball game. Jimmy Marshall goes out. Lurchman replaced him. First down, St. Louis on their own 46. Hart back to pass. Almost stumbled. Being rushed by Page. Stepped out of the pocket. Throws. Incomplete. Intended for Earl Thomas, who was already down on both knees. And the ball bounced in front of him. Incomplete. It'll be second and ten. The clock stops with 2.07 to go. Well, it'll be either the Washington Redskins, the wildcard team, or the Los Angeles Rams, the Western Division champions of the NFC, in here next week at the Met for the NFC title game. And I got a hunch that Washington's going to win it tomorrow, not next week. <laughs> the Skins have defeated the Rams two weeks ago at the Coliseum. The Rams have what is 
pretty much a suspect secondary. And, of course, the Skins have the best passing attack in the NFC with Kilmer and Jurgensen. Kilmer will get to start tomorrow, and uh, it also appears that uh, Larry Brown will not start, but Dwayne Thomas will at one of the running backs. He had a great game last week. Back to pass is hard on second and ten. Swings it out of the back to the Metcalf, who juggles and drops it at the 42-yard line. Metcalf very upset with himself. Alan Cage just kind of wraps both arms around him and pats him on the back. Incomplete, third down and ten with 2.02 remaining. So I have uh, Minnesota's number one fan here, Senator Hubert Humphrey, and I guess you're enjoying this uh, ball game quite a bit today. I surely am. After a moment, a morning of frustration, I was in Washington this morning, and my the man that was picked me up overslept. So I missed that Northwest Airlines flight out of there at 7.40, and I had to get United at 11.55. Senator, don't feel bad. I missed the first quarter of last year's first playoff game of the same thing. <laughs> but when I got here, it was 7-7. to seven. And I brought along good luck. 23 unanswered points. Yeah. Congratulations. Beautiful. I wish I could do as well myself. Hard <laughs> back to pass. He throws down the middle incomplete as he overthrew his intended receiver, Mel Gray, and two penalty flags are thrown, and it may be an interference call. Jeff Wright, I think, was detected holding the intended pass receiver, Mel Gray, and that will give the Cardinals a first down in St. Louis territory. Now, the two-minute warning is being sounded to the benches. We'll be back in one minute on the Vikings KSTC Radio Network. planning a trip of a new year, plan on visiting Twin City Federal Sea. You can get handsome luggage there free or at low cost with a qualifying deposit. and Paul Hunting back at the Met with 1.58 to go in the first round playoff game. The Vikings have it locked up 30 to 7. I want to ask the uh, good senator standing my left right here, are you going to be here next week? Mm -hmm. You know it. You know it. And you don't mind my saying I, it. I hope it's the Redskins. Uh, I, I have a few scores I want to settle I with. would imagine you'll have uh, a little something to talk about back in Washington if they can beat the Rams tomorrow. Yes, uh, of course, I'd like to get even with the Rams. They never should have won that game against us out there. Harris had eight completions in a row. That was too much. We ought to take care of them. Senator, one word about the fans here. Isn't this marvelous? We haven't had the best day weather-wise, and yet we have 44,000 plus here. It's a real football time. You know, when I came in, I heard the uh, Nash, one of the national networks talking about the lousy weather. It's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Not bad at all. It's beautiful. Hart back to pass. He wings one down the near sidelines, and it's caught by Mel Gray, who's wrestled down immediately, stopped by Jackie Wallace and middle linebacker Jeff Seaman, and they'll spot the ball at about the Vikings 27-yard line with a minute 43 to go. The Cardinals would like to put the, uh, at least another score on the board. 
And they're marching down there now, and they'll start the ball on the 26-yard line. They're lining up without a huddle. Gray on the near side, foot wide to the right. Here's Big Earl Thomas, back to pass his heart. He throws onto the right sidelines, and it's knocked away, incomplete. J.B. Kane could not hang on as Nate Wright jarred it loose at the 19-yard line. Joe Carlella put Jim Hart right on his back. Uh, the pass rush again today has been superb. In the first half, uh, actually in the second quarter, Hart actually had a little uh, time to really throw the football. But here in the second half, this defense of the Minnesota Vikings has been outstanding. And they've been there a long time, Eller and Marshall. They've been great. Eller and Marshall, Cage, White. They're, they're, listen, these boys are all playing great game out there. They're marvelous. Eller and Cage uh, and Marshall are just tops. Well, it's second down 10. The Cardinals on the Vikings 26. Hart drops back to pass. Sets up quickly. Shoots one out the left side. A great diving catch by Earl Thomas. who slipped and fell and still hauled it in. He stayed in bounds inside the 20 at about the 18-yard line. He just reached up for the left hand and hooked it in and hugged it. Jeff Wright touched him down with 1.15 to go. The Cardinals called their first timeout. They have two remaining. Thank you, Senator. Senator Hubert Humphrey stopped in to chat a little bit with us late in the ballgame. Well, we have a minute 15 to go, and we'd like to take time out to thank our crew, again, for the wonderful job they've done not only today, but all year for the KSVP Minnesota Viking Football. Network, Don Dahl, our engineer here at the Met. Our statisticians, Jerry Stroud and Jack Blasey. Our studio producers, Rod Person, Dan Pittman, Leroy Myrie, and Larry Carolla. Our producer, director, I don't know, Rod sits there and listens to the game and picks out a few plays for us to go on the post-game show. Our producer, director, Rod Kleingard, and our executive producer and general manager, Jack Nugent. The Cardinals will have it third down and two at the Viking 18-yard line with a minute 15 to go when play is resumed. The Vikes have a berth in the NFC Championship game locked up, and they'll host it right here at the Met a week from tomorrow, noon, actually at 12.05 kickoff time, against either the Rams or the Washington Redskins. 30-7 to score here with a minute 15 to go. And what a second half this has been for the Vikings. Well, the Vikings went with their 14-man defensive huddle, and Lurchman, Toto, and Brown hurry off. <clears throat> wide to the near side is Earl Thomas, but wide to the right is Mel Gray. Hart back to pass, swings it out quickly to Thomas. He can't hang on. Jackie Wallace tried for it on the deflection, but it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down and two. 1-11 to go. Fourth down and two, St. Louis on the Viking 18-yard line. J.B. King comes back in. Replacing Earl Thomas, who has had two or three go through his hands today, but he did make a fine grab laying on the turf a moment ago. Thomas, in a show of disgust, takes off his helmet before he gets to the sidelines and just throws it beyond his Cardinal teammates who are lined up on the far sidelines. Kane wide to the near side, but wide to the right is Mel Gray. And on fourth and two, hard back to pass, swings it out. It's caught by Jackie Smith, the tight end, and he's wrestled out of bounds at the 12-yard line. There is the first... Reception of the day for the tight end, Jackie Smith. Jeff Wright chased him out of bounds over on the far sidelines. He stops the clock and gives St. Louis possession on the first down at the 11-yard line. And Jerry Hammond comes in. And now Earl Thomas puts that headgear back on, and he also comes back in to replace J.B. Kane. Hammond is in, replacing Mel Gray. 
Hammond wide to the left. Thomas wide to the right. A minute five left to go in the ball game. And the fans here, even though the Vikings are up 30 to 7, would like them to keep St. Louis get out the rest of the way. Hand off on a draw to Metcalf, and he goes for the touchdown. Right up the middle. He broke a tackle at the three yard line. Paul Krause had a shot at him, couldn't hold. And Metcalf races right into the end zone with an 11 yard carry for the touchdown. A delayed draw, Joe. 11 yard touchdown run. Terry Metcalf. Well, 13 points. Uh, the Vikings defense, of course, got a lot of pride. We're trying to stop Minnesota from putting another touchdown on the board. I mean, stop St. Louis. But it's too far gone to realize now. One minute left to go in the game. Bakken's extra point is good. And the score now is the Minnesota Vikings, 30, and the St. Louis Cardinals, 14. Cardinals went 64 yards in 10 plays for the consolation touchdown. Well, Paul, in summarizing this ball game, you have to go back really to the next to last play in the first half when Bakken missed a very short field goal attempt at 23 yards, which would have given the Cardinals a three-point lead at halftime. And then coming out in the second half, the two big turnovers just turned this ball game completely inside out for St. Louis. Absolutely. Now we'll probably have an onside kick here by... St. Louis. Vikings, of course, have got the uh, kick return team and the guys with the good hands to the left of the kicker. Billy Brown, Kings Rider, Fred McNeil, Terry Brown, Amos Martin. They're all up front. McCollum is the only man deep for the Vikes. Sergio Albert. Ozzie's in there also. Moves forward and he squibs it and it's not going to go to 10 yards. Well, it does, and Kingslider wisely falls on it just as it got across the Cardinal 45-yard line. A fine play by Doug Kingslider as it ball bobbled and bounced. It didn't look like it was going to get the necessary 10 yards. And just as it crossed the 45, Doug Kingslider fell on it. So the Vikings have it at the St. Louis 45 with 59 seconds to go in the game. 30 to 14 to score. The Vikings have it locked up. Tarkington has gone all the way at quarterback. We'll see what now they have in their running backs. Uh, they may have the same tandem in there. Osborne and Foreman have gone all the way, and Chuck Foreman cracked the century mark today. First time a Viking running back has done it all year. Foreman has gained 110 yards and 22 carries and scored the Vikings' uh, last touchdown. And they leave him in all the way to finish what they started. Slot right. The give is to Osborne. He breaks across the 40, and he rolls all the way down to the 35-yard line. A 10-yard pickup right up the middle by Dave Osborne, and that's going to give him a good rushing afternoon as well. 63 yards, Joe, and 15 carries for Ozzie. He's also caught four passes for 37 yards. So these two backs have had just outstanding days. Well, it's second down and about six inches to go, and they bring in Kingsrider and take out Lash. Gilliam wide to the near side. Kingsrider and Point are the tight ends. 22 seconds left to go. And now Kingsrider splits about three yards wide to the right in the slot. They give it to Ozzie again. And he gets all the way down near the 30-yard line. He was hit low at the 33 and carried under the tackler to about the 31. It's going to be it. Eight seconds, seven, six, five. The teams are already heading to the direction. 
dressing room. Two, one. It's all over at Metropolitan Stadium. The first round of the NFC playoffs in 1974. And the Vikings proved to be a big winner against the young and inexperienced St. Louis Cardinals here in the first round today. The final score. The Vikings turn around in the second half to win big. And there go the goalposts down on the left end zone, which is the northern end zone here. The fans have twisted them vertically and are going to work on the, the metal goalpost for the final score here. The Minnesota Vikings victorious, 30 to 14. This is Joe McConnell along with Paul Horning. We invite you to stay tuned for the point after next on the Minnesota Vikings KSTP Radio Network. This Minnesota Vikings broadcast was brought to you by the people who bring you great happy service. Twin City Central, where the famous twin clocks flash the time and temperature. Next Sunday at the Met, December 29th, our Vikings will compete for the National Football Conference Championship. Kickoff on KOCT Radio will be at 12 noon. The Minnesota Vikings football team, their staff and management, would like to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and the best of the holidays coming up. A well-chosen gift is a great idea. And the newest off-sale business in the area, The Depot, has a selection of wine that is sure to help you find the right gift for nearly anyone on any occasion. The Depot has elegant wines for your party hosts, sparkling wines for your own entertaining. And remember, a wine gift need not be expensive to be appropriate. The Depot is more than a great wine department, however. All of your favorite beverages are displayed on the pallet-filled 14,000-square-foot show floor. When you think of holiday entertainment... Think of the new huge depot on the edge of downtown Minneapolis. There are many good reasons for this, but we can't advertise prices here, so stop in and see for yourself. The depot is located just one block east of the Washington Avenue Viaduct at 1010 Washington Avenue South, next to the gas for less place. You don't have to go to Wisconsin anymore. The front-page survey article of the Minneapolis paper on Monday, December 9th, told the story. Stop in and see it. We've got it posted on the wall. The New Depot would like to thank you for the huge acceptance to our way of doing business and wish you a happy and meaningful holiday. 30 to 14, nice going Vikings. It's 21 degrees, KSTP, St. Paul, and Minneapolis. Time for the new Shock Electronics Catalog of the Air with me, Uncle Ali. With me, Jimmy. What should we read to the listeners today, Jimmy? How about Pioneer Stories, Uncle Harley? History is good, Jimmy. I mean Pioneer Stereo Receivers, turntables, headphones, and speakers. Oh, yes, the complete Pioneer line featured at Shock Electronic Stories. Look at Pioneer in the catalog, Uncle Harley. Pioneer, Jimmy, is known for its superb quality, which means high reliability and high trade value in the shop. What's that you're reading, Uncle Harley? West Magazine? Now that's Uncle Alley's history, Jimmy. An ancient history. Cue the bug while Uncle Alley unfolds the center gates. Oh, my. This Saturday at Shock's Northtown store, watch the price of a $600 stereo drop 25 bucks each half hour. Meet the Shock clock and win the stereo deal of a lifetime. Point after with Joe McConnell and Paul Horning. A review of today's Viking game, plus a look around the National Football League. The point after is brought to you by Union Carbide, makers of the ever ready alkaline power cell. Come to the top with our best 
longest-lasting power source for radios, cameras, and cassettes. The ever-ready alkaline power cell. Here's Joe McConnell. Well, we're back at a happy Metropolitan Stadium on a gray Saturday late in December where the Viking faithful are now walking all over the field. They're putting the tarp on it right away. But they're celebrating the 30-14 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals, which moves the Vikings into the NFC title game for the second consecutive year. They'll host it here a week from tomorrow against the winner of tomorrow's game in Los Angeles against the Rams and the Washington Redskins. And, of course, the winner of that one represents the NFC in Super Bowl IX down in New Orleans on January 12. The Vikings have been there twice with no cigar. Of course, they'd love to go back a second straight year. And, Paul, you know, in the previous uh, Super Bowl ball games, the team that has gone back the second year has always won. And uh, the Vikings themselves said that uh, after last year, they really had... No way of knowing just what it was going to entail. All the hoopla and everything, plus the two-week layoff prior to a Super Bowl game, and they thought that uh, the circus atmosphere down there might have made a big difference in their game. And uh, this ball club is very anxious to go back and try to redeem themselves. They sure are. Of course, they've got the experience, Joe, and it really comes in handy in the playoffs. I really think that was the edge for the Vikings today coming into this football game. The team with the more experience usually makes the fewest amount of mistakes in a game of this magnitude. And the Vikings, of course, two turnovers there in the second half really spelled the difference as the Vikings came up with 10 points within one minute of play there in the third period, and that was all she wrote for the St. Louis Cardinals. The Cardinals played it very tough for most of the first half. In fact, should have had at least a three-point lead at halftime. Bakken missed that short field goal, and that's got to that's got to give a ball club uh, a big lift, uh, particularly the Vikings. I mean, uh, to have a, a fellow like Bakken miss a, a relatively short field goal attempt going down to the final seconds of the first half, and uh, this ball game was uh, definitely a different game in the second half. It sure was. Uh, again, the Minnesota Viking defense show was just absolutely outstanding. Though. The passes that Hart uh, really completed, and you're talking about the yardage, he really got about 75 yards against the prevent defense with two minutes to go in the first half, and he came back with maybe about 70 yards to go with two minutes to go in the game when the game was completely out of hand. So actually, uh, the toughness of that Minnesota Viking defense really uh, was not tested as far as the St. Louis Cardinals is concerned because they picked up almost half of their yardage when it really didn't amount to anything. Okay, Polly, we'll be back with more of the point after, but right now, this time out. If you use ordinary batteries in your camera and they quit too soon to suit you, come, come to the top. If you use your radio almost all the time, but you don't want to be buying batteries all the time, come to the top of the EverReady line. Come to the EverReady Alkaline Power Cell, our best, longest-lasting power source. No ordinary battery ever made works so hard, so long. Repeat, no ordinary battery ever made works so hard, so long as the EverReady Alkaline Power Cell. Now you can get a $1 refund on specially marked packages of EverReady Alkaline Power Cells. Details at participating EverReady dealers. Come to the top. Come to the EverReady Alkaline Power Cell. 
Let's take a look at the stats for this football game. Minnesota 19 first down, St. Louis 7. And of course, that's a little bit misleading, as I was just talking about, because uh, uh, within about a minute to go in the first half, uh, the Vikings were in that prevent defense. They picked up about four first downs. And then here, with two minutes to go in the ball game, they picked up about three or four first downs, but it really didn't matter. So the Vikings come up with 19 first downs, St. Louis 17. Running the football up front, the blocking was magnificent today for the Minnesota Vikings. They picked up 199 yards rushing on 42 attempts. St. Louis only picked up 100 yards on the ground. In the end, the Vikings picked up 166, St. Louis 184. Net yards, St. Louis 284 today, Minnesota 365 yards. Both of them uh, very close. The number of plays run from, offensive, uh, from the offensive line of scrimmage. The Vikings ran 66 plays, St. Louis 67. Passes uh, completed, while Hart was 18 out of 40 for 184 yards, targeted in 13 out of 23 for 166, and two touchdown passes. Hart had one touchdown pass, a 13-yard toss in the first half to uh, Early Thomas. Interceptions, St. Louis had two, Minnesota one. Penalties, uh, St. Louis was penalized 15 yards on one penalty, and that was a clipping call, and Minnesota got 39 yards in penalties on four uh, infractions. Punts, St. Louis uh, averaged 36.4, and Ishad on five kicks averaged 38.2. St. Louis lost one fumble. Minnesota did not fumble the football. Now let's break down those stats individually. For the Cardinals, Metcalf, leading rusher. He uh, caught uh, got 58 yards on 15 attempts, and his longest run was 13 yards. He got 11-yard touchdown run right at the end of the ball game. Otis, the fullback, 32 yards on eight carries. His longest run was 12 yards. Willard carried the ball once for no gain. Hart, 18 out of 40, as I said, for 185 and one interception. Thomas caught seven for 76, one touchdown. Smith only caught one pass today, and I really think that as far as the game plan, uh, this really hurt the St. Louis Cardinal passing attack. You've got to go to your tight end a lot against that Minnesota zone, and Smith, who had an outstanding day against the Vikings in St. Louis on that Monday night football game, only caught one pass today for five yards. Gray caught four for 62. He also dropped three or four. Hammond caught one for 11 yards. Metcalf caught four for 41, his longest being 28 yards there in the uh, second half. On the other side of the ledger, Chuck Foreman, an outstanding day. 110 yards rushing on 22 attempts, his longest run, 14 yards, and he got his touchdown, the last touchdown the Vikings scored, a three-yard burst over the left side. Ozzie, another outstanding day, 68 yards and 16 carries. His longest run was 12 yards. Tarkington, in 13 out of 23 for 168, two interceptions and two touchdowns, both going to John Gilliam, and they were the only passes that Gilly caught today. He caught those two for 54 yards, one a 16-yard touchdown pass, and one a 38-yard bomb uh, in the second half. Lasted was shut out today. It was very unusual because he's had an outstanding year. Caught 32 passes on the season, but he was shut out today. Stu Voigt came up with two big catches for 25 yards. Foreman, as usual, the leading uh, pass receiver for the Vikings, caught five for 54. Ozzie caught four for 37. So Foreman today offensively picked up 164 yards on offense. Ozzie 
picked up 105 yards. Ozzie had 68 yards rushing and 38 yards on pass receiving. So those two uh, guys really had themselves quite a day. I thought that Tarkin didn't call an excellent game. He's only had two interceptions. He came up with the big play when he needed it, and that has been his forte for many, many years. Joe McConnell will have today's game highlights following this important message.